All right, we're back uh, kind of on schedule. I uh, hope you all enjoyed the uh, guest last week. It seems to be blowing up. I've got like so many views on every platform on that. So thanks for tuning in. We got uh, Craig and Steve back. And I don't it... feel popular anymore. Oh, well, I mean, you're like the co-host. You know, it's it's just normal. You're just all, all supposed to be here. Craig said Vanilla. something was turning. I, su- I suggest you go see a doctor about that. Now... Speaking of popular, though, there is an up-and-coming uh, NASCAR driver goes by the name of Brandon. Uh, there's been a recent clip of him. Let's uh, let's we'll just take a quick listen to that. Actually, Brandon, you also told me, as you can hear the chants from the the crowd. Let's go, Brandon. Silence. Beautiful. Ah, son of a bitch! My mute button went too slow. But anyway, yeah, you can hear their. Uh, just saying, let's go, Brandon, ever so clearly. Brandon <sighs> must feel popular right he now. He probably does. He feels he's probably on top of the world. He's like the biggest NASCAR driver in the world. He's bigger than Joe Biden, even. <laughs> so that's uh, that's a thing. That's a thing that happened today. And uh, also, apparently, our friend Tony had something to say to the world today as well that, you know, you... Ah, something along the lines of fuck your rights and fuck your feelings. But yeah, uh, I, I saw can, you uh, talking about that, actually. Yeah. Tony Tony can uh, go eat a shit sandwich and choke on every bite. That guy, uh, I I feel like every person who ever meets him in real life needs to tell him to go get vaccinated to the point where he feels that's insulting if someone says that to him. Um, he, he, uh, he, he's, he said shit like, you know, we don't know how we're going to be celebrating Christmas this year. I have a feeling it's going to be like the way we were celebrating it last year and the year before. You know, with the tree and the presents and all that other goofy shit. The fuck is wrong with this guy? Like, he's just... (laughs) He comes out, he's just like, I don't understand why people are upset at me. By the way, we're not doing Christmas. Well, you know, ever since the... uh... society, and shame on you if you're not doing what society tells you. Go fuck yourself, man. Like, if the guy wants to run for office, he can do that. Um, but he's since he's not elected into one, he can also fuck off when it comes to telling people how to do things. You're not going to be a, a, an accountable um, politician, then you can be a powerless bureaucrat. I think that bureaucrats give, being given any power whatsoever is completely off the table, in my view. At this point, there's no reason to ever delegate power to some unelected piece of shit like Fauci. Yeah, no, him having any power at all is, uh, well, right. you could say I it's worse like... than, uh, the, you could say it's worse than all the grids going down, right? Right. I, I have, I, I understand there's, that there is the issue where the layperson is not going to know necessarily who is in the best position to be able to run an organization like the CDC. Um, that's probably true, but at the same time, we shouldn't be like giving idiots like Fauci, the, or, or uh, what the fuck's her name, the ability to countermand um, the Bill of Fucking Rights, let alone the power of the federal government when it comes to doing things like, or sorry, the Constitution, when it comes to things like rent relief, you know, uh, and then Biden, of course, just saying, fuck the Constitution entirely um, by coming in and saying, well... Oh, yeah, no, well, his specific words anyway. were something like, I don't think it's, uh, and but now, bear in mind, this will have to uh, be parsed through whatever his handlers told him to say, but 
you know, his words were, you know, I don't think it's going to stand up in court, but I have to do something. It's like, yeah, actually, no, you, you fucking don't, dude. It's literally your responsibility and job not to. In fact, if he doesn't get impeached for that, then when the next president does get impeached for that, because invariably it's going to be a Republican and his old ass, um, they should just point back directly to him doing exactly what he says he's doing and then doing it and then not getting called out on it. Well, the last time that happened, though, somebody tried to pull the Joe Biden defense in uh, court when they, you know, when they pulled out their double barrel and shot both barrels into the air to scare away the uh, person. Though they still ended up going to jail. No, I mean there was a whole phone call thing that happened last time too. So you know, the idea that when Biden does it, it's not a problem, but there's going to be some kind of defense is also kind of doing it. Yeah, it's almost like there's two justice systems. Well, there's always been two justice systems, right? Like, that's not really up up and in, in disputed in any way, shape, or form. No, I mean, at least now it's out in the open and fully mask off. Which is kind of ironic, isn't it? It is. It is. It is funny how mask off these people are. In fact, speaking of masks and masks off and so on, there's that, that uh, commercial that was just shown to me before, the, the one you brought up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, the the anti DeSantis commercial. It's oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's like it's like death metal or something. It it is it is they they frame DeSantis is basically saying we trust adults to do the right thing, and it's there's this woman who just has this look of pure horror on the airplane watching the little ad on the seat in front of her. Well, I mean, I think I, I think that, what's that terrifying. What's terrifying about this whole thing is is not is not like the fact that it was an attack ad, and whatever, right? Like that's that's par for the course. But what's what's really weird here? Oh yeah, the content they chose for the attack ad. Right. Like the the question that we need to ask is: Do Democrats just not want to have any freedoms anymore? Like. And this is what it seems to be moving towards is it seems consistently that they're much more interested in being ruled than having their own, you know, autonomy and freedom and all that stuff. Well, being an adult's really hard. <laughs> Adulting, yeah, very difficult. Very oh, difficult God. indeed. I have to, like, do my own shit. People are, like, yeah. you know, I, I just, I wish they would all move to the coast of California and enjoy their human shit-covered roads and all the used drug needles. You know, we're just like, fuck off. Get the fuck out. If you don't want to, you know, people like, uh, uh, this, this, or the Ulfrich, I think his name, the, the lawyer in Miami who runs the Move On campaign out of his fucking office. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, he needs to just get the fuck out of Florida. I, I don't re- see a reason for him to stay well, here. I, I mean, the, the qu- we, we really need to ask, is this what they actually want? Do they actually not want freedom? Right? Well, like, I was always under the impression that the reason people were complying with this nonsense was solely because they wanted to get back to normal. Right. And this well, it'll be back to normal. Just give it two weeks, man. That they, they don't. Two more weeks, man. Two That's more weeks. Seems to be. Fauci, that motherfucker, never, never should have been allowed to stay in his position of power. Like just from the yeah. first fucking day, he should have gotten his ass kicked out. 
you know, bring in a competent epidemiologist. You know, someone who didn't spend a couple decades in the uh, in the nineties, sorry, the eighties and nineties, staring at um, that gay men's assholes to figure out that maybe there's a connection between a ripped uh, rectum and uh, the entrance of a virus into the bloodstream. Now that being said, that is that is actually legitimate, but that's like well, that's kind of that's kind of dumb and generalized. So it is. Well, that's the, that was the whole point. He never figured it out. It took other people to come in and tell him he's wrong. You, you mean to tell me that Fauci spent all that time in all those bathhouses and wasn't able to get a solid answer? Well, he got something solid. Yeah, I was about to say he couldn't get a firm answer, but. Well, he, uh, he, had, he, found he, he found a lot of firm things, you know, in those bathhouses. We can say that with pretty much a fair degree of certainty. Although he found a very open community uh, to welcome him in. Oh, indeed. I, I have no doubt. I have no doubt. Uh, givers, you know, as it were. Well, as long as, as, long as uh, you know, he, uh, he's not Bottom. taking too much. He found bottom, and he was He's able okay. to receive his answers. Um, Absolutely. Never able to connect up how they represented uh, the issue at, at hand. Yeah, and you know he was able to pitch a solution to everybody that was willing to catch it. Uh, I mean, I don't have an issue with whatever he chooses to do as part of his own personal life. But it is, uh, I do have an issue as soon as he comes in and tells me what to do with mine. Oh, speaking of that, have you guys heard about uh, what's happened in uh, Australia? Actually, uh, two days ago. Two days ago? No, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, what's, uh, what's her nuts? Uh, she just resigned. Uh, let me get you a link here. Because she has been linked up to uh, Pfizer. Etc. Really? Yeah. Not surprised, but that's also not going to be like the reason why she uh, backed her ass down. In this. Yeah, it's kind of bullshit that that's the reason they get her out of there. But yeah. No. Like, uh, can we find anything? Oh, there's something. Ouch. Yeah, Gladys. I, mean, I can't even begin to imagine how you say this last name. The New South Wales Premier is basically out because she's been tied to uh, Big Pharma. Uh, what's the hell? What was it? The uh, um, is it the west side of Australia? Is the side that they haven't like had to do jack shit with? That's basically the Florida of Australia right now. Something like that. I'm not a hundred percent on the specifics, the but yeah. It's the east. It's the it's the less populated side, right? Is the the west side? Yeah. I, I yeah, don't know, but the less populated side there. is, like, they're not having these issues. At, at least not to this degree. It's, it's basically like Florida over there, where they, they just, like, you know, you do your own thing, try to stay safe, etc. And uh, it's up to you to do what you need to do. Well, it, the, the weird part about this whole, like, you know, oh my god, mask, vaccine, mandate, authoritarian bullshit, right? Regardless of where our, our individual positions are on this subject matter... Right. Um, it's very strange that we're not talking about uh, comparing performance metrics on this whole thing. Oh, right? that's where nobody, some things get very saying, difficult. Nobody's coming in and saying, hey, you know, this is, we've done so much better uh, because of this. They're just basically saying, uh, you know, shame on this person for not 
doing this. Well, if they and the that, reality they have to is admit it, that Florida deaths are way down compared to places like New York and California still. Given the right. Well, and that's, that's uh, and uh, to be fair, right? That's probably all because of the people in nursing homes, Ben. Right? Like that well, is probably all. California. California was just bad because it's California. New York, you have a point. Yes. Uh, but I mean, at the end of the day, right? When we look at this, I don't see anything that's saying that these these measures, uh, be it masks, vaccines, or uh, uh, masks, vaccines, or lockdowns, are having any sort of significant effect. I really don't. Well, actually, the lockdowns could be argued at this point to be a deleterious effect. Well, it depends well, that's, on when that's, and yeah, where that's... you're talking about that. So when you look at the data on it, there was... Well, that's that's why I that's why I caveat that with as they stand now. Because, I mean, initially, if it had been done right and hard and fast and well, it'd be a different issue. But it wasn't. For instance, the blue areas got hit first. They also got hit really hard because they decided to do dumb shit. And then it spread into red areas who did some, in my opinion, equally dumb shit. And he saw a massive spike in red areas. And then he saw a spike well, in both I... areas at roughly the same rate leading into the holidays because everybody was kind of fed up with shit. At the that, end of the day, at the end of the day it's, it's, it's a numbers game, right? Yeah. This virus is highly infectious, right? Outside of an actual like quarantine-style lockdown, which nobody implemented, you're not going to do anything to it. And we can't implement a quarantine-style lockdown because... We, we literally just physically can't do it. This is why when people talk to me about masking and all the PPE and all that kind of stuff, just, you know, again, without getting into all, all the weeds necessarily, because we've done that enough in the past, like, what I emphasize to people when they, when they ask about these things is that you should be wearing personal protective equipment for personal protection only. You should never be, it's not public protective equipment. So all, that, all, that, all the arguments in the world, that like everybody should do whatever, just leave all that shit behind. If you're gonna wear PPE, wear it for you only, and it'll passively accomplish the secondary goal that they're espousing in public to try and get you to do the right thing, whatever they say the right thing is. Yeah, well, Again, a, a great example for that specific point you're making right there is respirators. A respirator can get everybody else infected. Well, what if everybody's wearing fucking respirators and then everybody can just breathe freely? PPE, the appropriate PPE, and wear it for you first before you wear it for anyone else. And if you can't accomplish those goals, then you have to ask the question why you're bothering in the first place. If you're not going to wear the correct PPE, then you're not going to be protecting yourself or anybody else, practically. Because unless I, everyone I, else is wearing the wrong PPE for the right reason, then you're not going to get the right effect. So that's never going to happen. That's no point. And wearing it the right way. Which I know, uh, I know, uh, I know you want to hop in and say that too. So that's, that's something I, I, that's, I passively was including, I usually stress that with people too, is if you're going to wear PPE, you need to make sure you wear the damn thing right. Otherwise it's not going to do its job. So make sure it only covers your nose or only covers your mouth. Otherwise it's not working right. You can also wear it on your chin underneath. That is also a highly effective method according to public, uh, the safety person who was the person who's giving the, the safety speech anyway said you know don't wear your glasses in the cool kids position and flip them up on top 
Because when the explosion happens in front of you, it's not going to protect your eyes now, is it? That's not a lot of people's attention. Like, wait, explosions? Oh, God, there's, this, there's a story they told, which which happened, I guess it was like the, the semester before I showed up, or maybe the year before. A kid, a kid followed, was following the instructions, uh, and they got one step horribly wrong. You see, they were supposed to they're supposed to add 10 milliliters of sulfuric acid to 300 milliliters of water. And instead, they added 10 milliliters of water to 300 milliliters of sulfuric acid. That's a very different concentration. Right. And so, of course, the, uh, well, the beaker flash boiled on the, the upper intraso of it, flash boiled, and, and then uh, sprayed onto his personage. Ooh. And, uh, and then he immediately got hopped underneath the shower and pulled the, you know, pulled the handle to get the 30 gallons in a, in a minute dumped on him. And uh, he... He walked out of the lab in his underwear and socks that day, soaking wet. But he walked out just fine, just embarrassed. Well, yeah. <laughs> Every once in a while, the safety folks. Every once in a while, the safety folks decide that they're going to threaten me with, you know, oh, we're going to take your pants, and I'm like, uh, I think that's more of a threat for you, bro, than for me, because I always go commando. <laughs> yeah, what is that? Uh, don't don't threaten me with a good time. That's exactly right. It's like, oh, so you're saying, uh, is this going to be authorized for the future as well? As long as you put a 20 in the waistband, we're good. Oh, there is, apparently there's no waistband to put it in. Well, yeah, you, know, you gotta improvise. If you weren't a tie, that kind of counts, I guess. Oh, there you go. Well, you got a breast pocket, right? Ah, uh, that is, if they don't take my, if they're taking my pants, they're probably taking my shirt. Well, I'm where are you, where are you gonna put your ID? Well, I guess they got to slap the lanyard the crack you, on. They usually let the lanyard stay. Oh, well, there you go. See? I mean, you could even put on a little show for them. Uh-huh. <laughs> swing it to the left and swing it to the right. Yeah, give them the windmill treatment. Oh, speaking of tilting at, uh, well, not exactly, but tilting at windmills, uh, just two days ago was the an the the anniversary of the weirdest shooting that ever happened, and we still don't know shit, other than uh, that we don't have any answers. So just a quick reminder of that. All we know is bump stocks are bad. Yeah, we also know that bump stocks have a a particular and not uh, uniform cadence to them. Unlike other sounds oh, that you might find in recordings. Are you telling me it's recordings? down with the drumline to, to that, that latest Doom game? You know, like da 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 Yeah, yeah, more like that, yeah. less, uh... I, I am guessing, so my, my, my philosophy, and this was very shortly after... Um, the I'm, I'm assuming we're all talking about the Vegas shooting, right? Oh yeah, of course. That was indeed, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, just making sure uh, that I'm not talking about the wrong one. Uh, so it, my thought was, and I'll include that, an interesting link to a thread on this for everybody get, too. How much information we get about the shooter, their methods, their motives, uh, how long they planned? Like you basically get a 60 minute special on these motherfuckers within two weeks, right? The fact that we've had nothing strongly suggests that the government is involved. 
And That's I'm not fair. saying that as a conspiratorial position because I, I generally uh, don't. You would you would not be looked at on as a conspiracy theorist, say back in the '90s, for saying something like that because it would be fucking obvious. Right. I, 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 I'm not saying that the government did something intentionally. I am no, just saying that there is. I get it. That's that's probably more likely, right? So what we all we know about this guy is that he had a fuck ton of money mm -hmm. and all the resources in the world to make, build, or buy whatever he wanted. Uh, and the question is... Passed all that. his background checks as well, just as a by-the-by. Passed by. all his background checks, yeah. yeah. Well, you see, so, we need I mean, more background I, checks because that's what makes people, like, safer and stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, never mind that background checks in, in the first place are unconstitutional, but nonetheless, this uh, background check that some people think is useful was, yet again, completely useless. Look, I mean, NCIS said that he was saved, so therefore he was. Yeah. Well, you know, I think I think at the end of the day, what we're really looking at here is a dude who, he had more resources than he should have. Nobody really knows how he got it, right? Uh, and I don't mean that in the, like, how did he get this thing? I mean that in the, here we have somebody who's got, you know, plenty of wealth and we don't know like he, it's he's not a household name you know what i mean oh yeah right we don't i right. I, I don't know nobody does anybody remember name. what exactly how he made how he made his money there's some stocks or finances what's that anybody know how paris hilton got hers well i mean she's a hilton right uh, actually she got disowned and lost out on a lot she of that did. money. So yeah. she has par... I actually can answer that question. She's parlayed a lot of her fame into... Uh, her fame and connections into building businesses and has actually just ended up building multiple businesses on the backs of her own... Uh, well, on the back of being on her back. But, you know. I mean, so, so to be fair to Paris Hilton, she's actually a pretty intelligent chick, Right. She may, sure. she may like sex, but then again, you know, I spend a significant amount of my time attempting to have sex with my wife, right? A, a solid six, six plus hours a week are spent uh, trying to get laid. So, trying and, and getting laid. So, so sitting there and having, you know, being famous and having sex, it's not like, like, so what? I, I don't, I can't begrudge her the fact that she enjoys a little bit of fuck fuck. Now... I don't know why it got released. I think that it had something to do with trying to like promote her or something like that. It was a shock value thing, and that's I think part of the, the problem. Then she got. <laughs> There's nothing there that I saw that I've never seen before. A lot of it I've tried before. Nothing special. I but... mean, you sleep slept with Paris Holden. This is new. No, I don't. I don't consider that. Well, like, I mean. I suppose, but I've had I've had enough in my lifetime to know that it's not radically different from one to net next. There really isn't a, a huge spectrum there. But you need to try all of three and a half billion before you find the one that's yours, man. Well, you know, I I suspect that there's you probably win me more over if you uh, if you turned around and said they're like Pokemon, you got to bang them all, right? No, it's, it's that but, was the wrong messaging. I got the genders, I got the the sexes flipped on that. See, if you're a guy, you need to be pure. But if you're a woman, you need to go out there and 
and try all three and a half billion dicks. Hmm. Yeah, I is remember that, somebody saying the, uh, something about um, a key that unlocks every lock is a very useful key, but a lock that opens for every key is not as useful. But I mean, what do I know? That well, was just something somebody said sometime. <laughs> I have not. Oh, you never heard That's of okay. the skeleton key? No. Maybe a skeleton key, then a broken lock? Hmm. I suppose that, uh... That's an interesting way to look at it. Oh, it's, just, it's an abridged version. I mean, it, it's 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 funny. Like, I, I I think it's cute, but yeah, I don't begrudge Paris Hilton. But this guy, right? This guy we know nothing about. We oh yeah. We still know nothing about. Pretty much. We don't know his motive. We don't know really what do we know? Like some of the weapons I think that he used, but not all of the weapons that he used. Um, you know, you, there's there's some open questions as to what is it? Three inch glass up there. Uh, Something like that. Go cut through. Yeah. Wait, so, because you're talking. If I put a hotel yeah. window, right? No, nah, it's not three inch glass. Yeah. I'm pretty sure in this case it was. That's, like, that would be extremely strange for a hotel to have three inch glass on their windows like that. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it was like three inches or something like that. I'm trying to remember exactly. Uh, well, I legitimately couldn't uh, say. Anyway, yeah, but, I mean, if, if, let's suppose it's three inches of glass, then if you're firing... I don't, I've not actually that, heard the thickness of the glass ever made as an argument as to what's going on. I've heard a lot more convincing other points, though. You know, well, like I the mean, flashes of light the... and the cadence of the shots. And, you know... The whole airplane field that's you know classified that he shot at and all the weird yeah uh, just so much uh, weird shit it well, looks like the typical thing is two concert. panes exactly why two panes one inch quarter quarter inch two quarter inch panes spaced one inch apart okay. so it's like a an inch and a half two inch hole right but either way no, like, uh, as like i remember he physically is, is reasonable to me Right, but he still, like, he didn't smash it out, right? He drilled right. the hole and prepared for a few days. And that still requires, like, quite the equipment to drill a hole and have... And flint glass, or an, even, in especially in tempered glass, is not a, a simple thing. No, not without it just turning into a giant spider web at best. Exactly, yeah. At best. Right. And it not and just turning into basically a bunch of tiny shards. So tempered I mean, glass it, wants to explode, basically, um, into, into little teeny bits. And drilling so a hole through that is like is, drilling a hole through a, uh, a piece of, like, like uh, tensed rubber without having it split apart. And we also so still don't is, know who it was that broke into his house just a few days after it happened. <laughs> and we don't know what they took. All right, Steve, the question is... And we also don't want to know what's on that hard drive that was ruined. A lot of unanswered questions. Let's see there are. The... Well, no, I, I, the question is why is it that we don't know anything about it? Right? Like, well, the immediate that's, answer that's is solid. we're not meant to, but 
we don't have there's a lot more to that asking questions oh right yeah we need people asking the tough questions real journalists or something we're just asking questions isn't that right brandon yeah. How do you feel after the race today, Brandon? They're cheering for you. Uh, sigh. I mean, I love I how it took her a me. second too, where she's like, ah, uh, oh, um, uh, uh, oh, let's go, Brandon. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. How they're, yeah, you hear them cheering for you, Brandon. There they are. They're cheering for you. I almost hear like the thing in her name shouting. The name, lady. Use his fucking name. Yeah, it's like we can't, we can't do anything about this. This is live. Uh, well, it's live plus like eight seconds. Oh, it is. But you know, they didn't, uh, they didn't cut it. So whatever. Well, it'd be really hard to do that. No, no, no. I mean, cut the feed. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't think they could cut the feed, right? It's not like well, it's, I mean, if they're interviewing somebody and they cut the feed, they'd be too much. Well, you see, like, for some interviews, they can go, oh, we lost the feed. But for, like, you know, the winner of the race. Yeah. Kind of, no. <laughs> Although it's hmm. funny to see that, like, apparently liking NASCAR for some people is now um, enough to call you an insurrectionist terrorist. Oh, yeah, apparently only uh, white supremacists like uh, NASCAR, which is why Bubba Smollett's doing so well. Right. Speaking of, uh, so they were able to send out, um, what, like a, a whole team of FBI guys to investigate the uh, the knot at the end of the rope there at the NASCAR Speedway, and uh, then... How many were they able to send out to investigate that uh, that guy that got shot up in the Pacific Northwest by the Antifa people? Oh, like a, a half a, a agent or something? Yeah, yeah. They did eventually find the guy, and uh, I don't know if you've seen the uh, the video of his uh, booking, but it's pretty classic. He's uh, oh that one, yeah. Yeah, he is a dude's shot. a fucking stone cold killer. I'm kind of amazed. Well, I'm not really that amazed. Well, I would have expected him to be a bit more of a bitch. I mean, no. being real. He was probably hired. Mmm, wow. That's a... Uh... That's an accusation, of course, but, you know. That's an interesting accusation, but would very well explain how he was stone cold as fuck. But then again, it gets to the thing about the dog. And it's like... And then that's very... I don't know. I don't know. It's a weird interview. The whole thing's very weird. The guy could just be like one of those uh, crazy leftoid sociopaths, though, too. Yeah. I have a feeling that that was, uh, that was a person who was hired for a job. What, could the, uh, be. the guy who did the, uh, the mass shooting? No, no, no. Just, uh... I mean... No, nah, single. A uh, single shooting just, uh... Single shooting and failed to do his job. Hmm. Yeah, basically they were uh, they were running away from uh, some group of protester counter protesters because they were protesting, and uh, he turned around and uh, bucked off a couple shots at him. 
Like the video of him showing up and then pulling his gun. Pretty straightforward. The guy knew who his target was and was looking at him the whole time. It's a possibility. I must not. I must have missed this shooting. Uh, it didn't catch a lot of airtime because it's really, oh. really clear and uncut. I didn't catch a lot of airtime really? because it was against the narrative. Yeah, like completely. It it kind of oh, tears it all apart. From like a week or so ago. About a month, I'd say, right? About about there. It was earlier in September. Yeah, he was booked. I've seen his uh, info show. I saw it through Andy No. As a matter of fact, I'll see if I can find some info on that real quick here. But his his face tells me like it was just his job. Like, I like I love how the guys like explaining to him like you're a piece of shit. We're gonna arrest you now. Nah. custody. <laughs> He's just like yep. Ah, here we go. I mean, uh, let me. We are we are going to be facing. See, I don't know. I, I can't quite tell whether we're we're whether we're on like societal collapse binge or not. It kind of seems that way, but at the same time, it seems that the entire country is starting to rally against Joe Biden, which is really funny. Everybody except for the Democrats, but they kind of live in their own little world, and it's really a, a very very strange world. Don't get me quite. wrong, the MAGA folks. They live in a very special <clears throat> world. A well, very, now that's very, you've got a there's a difference. Uh, there's a difference there in uh, proportion, though. You've yeah, got. They both live in a fantasy, though. You can't. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know. Like the people are like, yeah, Trump wasn't that bad. We're talking about people who are just like, all right, we're going to every rally. We're wearing the shirts. We're shouting his name no matter what. Also, uh, Trump is going to be reinstated in August. Now, I yeah the the whole August thing and the two four weeks people that yes absolutely I'll give you but I I really think like that's a far uh, far removed section I don't think it makes up the same kind of majority that these uh, far leftists do in the upper echelons. When I sit there and when I talk about the folks that are are kind of weird on the right, it's the ones who run around and calling everybody a patriot. That fucking creeps (laughs) me the fuck out. That's like, that's like, I see, it would be no different than if somebody ran up to me and said, comrade, I'd be like, what is wrong with you? I I have to be honest, I don't know if I've heard that happen all that much, so I would probably think that's kind of weird. Alright, well, the two of us have to start welcoming you as a patriot for this podcast from now on. So thank you, patriots, for listening in. Uh, much, much uh, appreciated for your patriotism I, and your patriotic duty being fulfilled by listening to this patriotic podcast. Got it. That's exactly the I, I do, I, I do, and have encountered those people uh, as part of the resistance to the uh, at work as part of the resistance to the Biden vaccine mandate. Resistance. Uh, so oh, that shit's never going to be funny to me. No, they, they I still mean, people, people in the blue side still have. Hashtag resistance to their fucking profiles. And I'm wondering. Well, all of them, all of them live in a little. Having all, like all three branches almost under their control. All of them live in a unique fantasy, and that unique fantasy is that they are all, uh, you know, they are a giant collective of individuals fighting for the future or something like that to take it away from all of these racist, sexist, whatevers. Right, like, I mean, I, I encountered a dude yesterday when I was I was out looking for uh, for window trim, right? Um, 
And uh, he turned around and said, you know, he's, he, we're in low. I'm in Lowe's, right? And he's like, ah, yes, I, I think Home Depot has better prices, but I prefer Lowe's because I don't like Home Depot's politics. Those people, like, yeah. they just, they live in this world where it, you know, Trump was out to get you and, and they're, they're conspiring against it. It's the same ones who sit there and quote Harry Potter. You know, the, the same, the same oh, people God, I need who, to read uh, so Oh, you're generally Millie types. Gotcha. Yeah. The White Rage, yeah, yeah, he's a special duckling. Oh my god! That, oh, he is a dumpling, guy, even. That that um, that guy, um, sexual. Seriously, needs to just get the fuck out of the military. Like, there is no reason for for Millie to still be in the military. There's no. There, there really isn't. There, there really and truly isn't. I mean, he should join Bob Chipman. You know, maybe at Giffords or something, because that's the kind of place where he belongs. Actually, I think they might have room for him at Planned Parenthood. Uh, you know, he'd be a good fit over there. This is this is the a picture that really kind of sends it off, though, is that these two geniuses uh, were in high school together. Oh, uh, Millie and that other dude. One. That yeah. dude with the long hair that uh, is now uh, head of Richard education. Levine. Richard Levine. Ah, oh, yes. Mr. Richard Levine. That's right. He had of. Uh, oh, that's right. He 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 uh, got promoted from uh, from from fucking over people in Pennsylvania, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's uh he's an interesting character. Now nowadays he LARPs as a woman, even. Signal seems to be dropping. Oh no! Oh, you're back. Oh good. Uh, okay. Uh, well, you know, I I don't know. Right. So so in the case in the case of Millie. Right in the case of Millie, I see. I I do see a lot of people reacting to something that I don't think was as big of a deal as it's made out to be. Right, I I, I do think I mean, some of these. Things which like, which thing? Because because he's got kind of a couple hanging over his head. Which one do you mean specifically? He does. He does. Uh, so so when you started talking with people like, oh my god, this is uh, this is you know he's being a traitor and sedition or whatever the hell it is. Oh, the China uh, call. And, uh, it was the the call to China and the and right yeah. That was, uh, that I, was I, a, I think that is that is. I don't think so. I suspect I, no, that's a lot was, more it's precedent. It's literally today. unprecedented because every other time that a call like that has happened, it was under the direction of the president, not in a direct contravention of the president's standing orders. Yeah, it, it was precedent setting. It absolutely was precedent setting. Was it really? Yes. Because I was always under the impression that that stuff was pretty routine. Not at all. We had a lot of that. Those type of activities occurring is routine, but those type of activities occurring under these auspices completely unprecedented. It had never been done like this before. Like this is some no one has ever made an attempt like this. Like here's the thing, I wouldn't like. I don't, I don't care, like, about the whole, like, the whole treason aspect of things. Fine, whatever. But, like, he should not be a general anymore. He needs to get his ass kicked out. Yeah, he needs to be... And if he doesn't get kicked He needs out, to be dis... Well, he... On, I mean, honestly, the guy should be arrested, and he should be seen by the... Well, under UCMJ, he should be under court martial. Right? Yeah, he, he absolutely... He should be held... And tried for whatever crimes they can find for him. I mean, he really should be investigated for... 
I want to know how much he was paid, how much Yuan was he given for his loyalty. That's the question that I have, if I were there to ask it of him. How much, Mr. Millie, how much Yuan were you given for your loyalty? How much to sell out America? I posted this last picture here on Twitter, um, and some some dumbass uh, comes into my minchies saying, like, you don't think Black Lives Matter. You know, how racist are you? <laughs> saying this is the... That's the first thing that comes to your mind when you see this picture. Then <laughs> you don't know how to help you. Uh, you're just stupid. I so mean, literally, I, I'd make the argument. I I agree with that statement. Black lives don't matter, nor do white lives or Hispanic lives. That's just your life. Particular lives matter. Human life. Oh man, we're kind of losing you again. Everything else is relevant. Oh, I was changing the, the tank water today. Okay. So, it, it so happens like every six What's that? So, what you need to do is um, something that I know my parents did. You get yourself a, um, so your, your, uh, your uh, phone provider probably offers this as well. Because, so, uh, Verizon in this case, uh, you can get a, um, a network-based repeater, um, uh, internet-based repeater, and it's basically, it's the same shit the cell towers do anyway at this point. Uh, yeah, it acts like a local cell tower to your home. And it plugs directly. Yeah, I've, I've done that. I don't, I'm not at my home. I have to go get a fish filter. No. So I'm on the road. Oh, well, fair enough then. So you're between towers, you cheeky bastard. And between towers, that's correct. Yeah, no, my, uh, and, and, you know, like, luckily, so I, I, I finally had a little bit of time last night because we got the tub upstairs. Yeah. Although I might have to go searching for a cat tonight. That sucks. Um, uh, but we got the tub upstairs. So, like, I had nothing but time to kill last night, so I spent some time. My computer is mostly together. Okay. Although I will nice. say, like, I spent $129 on the case, and it is a $129 case. It is straight, you know, Chineseium all the way around. Like I wanted, I wanted, I wanted glass like instead of, of plastic. It, no, I mean it's it's the like you know I wanted stainless steel yeah. and glass construction. That's what oh. I wanted. Ah, okay. Space. So, so I guess you spent all night filing on all the razor edges that you had left on there. Then, actually, no. The case construction was not so bad. It just is missing some principal components that I've never had not be in a case like. Hard drive storage. Oh. There is no hard drive storage. They had this little shelf thing that said it was for hard drive storage, but it doesn't actually fit any hard drive format that I can tell. So all of my hard drives <laughs> have to be stuffed in random locations on the case. So they don't have like a proper mount or anything. It's so fucking weird. Well, I mean, at least you've got the 3D and, uh, printer, so you know. The like so so that's that was kind of weird. Uh, and then I ordered, uh, you know, I, I, it said it comes with eight RGB fans, or you can install up to eight RGB fans. I have no idea. So I got six of them installed, right? I don't know where the fuck they put these other two RGB fans. I think one of them goes where my power supply fan is. So not really sure how that's going to work. Well, uh, I mean, you could theoretically put as many as you want on the sides. Uh, well, one side's one side. I, I well, so if you stack them, by the way, you get about a thirty percent. Um, you get about thirty percent of the um, of the flow of the fan. Um, 
So if, if all fans are the same speed, then every fan you add is uh, 30% to the whatever power for the stacking height. Um, so, you know, it, it's diminishing returns very quickly, but if you stack two fans, you do get a little bit of extra out of it. Yeah, turbocharge those fans. There I you mean, go. Uh, no, I, I, well, so, so when you get to eight, right, there isn't enough PWM slots on your MOBO to run them all. Uh, you don't so have a dedicated I, fan card? Gonna, Come on, man. He's going to say, you need I, I a fan controller so you can twist the knob in the front. I, I have a fan controller coming. Yeah. Okay. Oh, coming all right tomorrow. then. All right, all right. Got, all, all of them will hook up to that fan controller and it's going to be SATA powered. So okay. it'll be all good. And and I won't have any any loss of fanness, but yeah, Superb. It, it it was it took me it took me a while to figure out how to get the case to actually work because like in everything that comes out of China they don't have instructions, and they yeah. don't tell you how everything actually goes well, together see, or comes you apart. Want, unless you want instructions on like how to destroy the uh, the population of Octopi in the region, um, mm. occasionally you'll get some instruction manual like that where it's just talking about a completely irrelevant thing. Like, you know, you're putting together yeah. an Ikea desk, and it says, like, and now you connect the power to this, and you go, what, where's, how, how is wood power? Or, or you know, like, like my 3D printer, when I got that, I got a, uh, um, it came with a manual, and, uh, that manual had, uh, what was it, it, uh, that, that was for a different printer. Yeah. Oh! So. Super. Mine didn't even come with one, but they did have a really good thing online, so, you know, that. That kind of doesn't count. So, so it looks like it looks like for mine they made some modifications to the design at some point between the time at which I purchased it and uh, they've actually got the manual made available. So some steps were inaccurate, some steps weren't. So I, I you know, obviously I eventually got it up and running. Um, but I uh, this is one of those favorite things of Millie, where he just got the fucking nails out and everything. Oh, yeah, where he's looking fabulous. Yeah, that that was an interesting oh, yeah. thing that he said in his interview there. Like, I am actively reading Marx and uh, Mao Zedong, and I want to know what White Rage is. It's like, well, maybe if you weren't reading these fantasy novels, you wouldn't be so curious about what this other fantasy is. It probably wouldn't be so curious about why our men are dying in Afghanistan. Well, I mean, obviously, he's not curious about that at all. I mean, I think, you know, I don't know. I I understand the point of wanting to read different philosophy. Uh, the, the problem is that our military is there to do one thing, and that's where their focus should be. Yeah. Right? Like, they shouldn't, they shouldn't, they shouldn't really, and this is, like, I've been trying to sit there going back to kind of something that I alluded to was, like, what, do, what are we going to deal with, uh, you know, are we going to social collapse or whatever? I don't think that it's becoming more and more clear that we probably shouldn't have the federal government be uh, mitigating domestic policy and that we should probably, like, dedicate specialized individuals for doing specialized things, right? Like, the executive branch should be in charge of the military, and the military should be focused on war fighting, right? But the executive branch probably shouldn't be coming in and telling you how to live your day-to-day -day life. Well, that being said, yeah, how do you do that? Right, um, small that's government. One of the problems that you run into is that we have the government has come to the point where they're like, ah, we're going to do everything, and that means that they're doing nothing well, and that's a problem. 
at some point that's you where you're going to go fuck themselves. Very no, I, I think that there's other ways to do it, right? There's there's two ways that I can see of solving the crisis. The first is that you, you just turn around and say that the federal government is not involved in domestic policy in any way, shape, or form, right? Like, over the next five to ten years, they disband all of their individual regulatory bodies to the states. The states can do whatever they want to do, and uh, it, it's all controlled that way. Um, and the federal government is just there to deal with, you know, border, military, courts, those kinds of things. That you know. There's, yeah, there's I'm. Those. I am down with the them second, dealing with only interstate commerce and only international affairs. I'm down. Yep. Uh, so you just you eliminate the domestic policy thing, right? Republicans can't sit there and choose what Democrats get to do. Democrats don't get to choose what Republicans get to do. No more domestic policy. That's option A. Option B is that we switch from a pyramid structure to an hourglass structure. And um, if, we, uh, if we change the structure of the, of the, the whole thing, then we could... Uh, one section except for the other one, it looks kind of like an hourglass. Yeah, that's exactly right, right? So, so what would happen that's is you'd have this, you'd, have, you'd have the federal government do, do what it's supposed to do, and then it kicks it back to the states, and the states distribute it to the counties. And in so doing, you essentially subscribe to the policy that you want, and you live where you're subject to the policies you're subscribed to, instead of unilateral policy. Oh, God forbid you live in a place that is the way that you like. I That's the thing that gets me about these motherfuckers. I mean, honestly, it, it drives me up a fucking wall. It's like, you hate it here, right? You hate everything about this place, right? There's a place that's exactly like what you're describing. Why don't you fucking go there? Yep. Like, why Why can't you go to this place, this fucking mystical, magical place that exists somewhere in Europe? There's, like, bunches of different places that are exactly like it. That they'll be glad to have you over there because you'll be singing the praises. But, no, they, they just have to burn everything here instead of going to this place that is so like their uh, their dear utopia. And, and again, uh, I, I'm not saying one one of the things that we I think we've talked about here is that in a, in a conservative or libertarian world, uh, liberals can have their liberal paradise. There's literally nothing stopping California or New York from implementing universal health care. Well, uh, other than not having the money to do it. Well, yeah, I know. So what ends up happening is they can't pull off these policies at the local level. Because it would bankrupt them, and they'd be laughed out of laughed out. Of. So instead, they do it at the federal level. And the only two ways that, and this is where I, I I come to that solution is the only two ways to kind of deal with this compromise is either a sit there and eliminate that power from the federal government. No more domestic policy. We're done. Everything's regulated by the states. The states will succeed or fail as they may be. Uh, and the federal government is only international. Like basically. The federal government is there for us to deal with the rest of the world. They do trade, they do, uh, but no, they don't set taxes, they don't do any of that stuff. And then the other would be a subscription policy type method, where you push it down to where you live. Yep. I do not. <laughs> no, thank you, though. Well, and uh, as Craig has so well posted in our uh, in our Discord, which, hit me up, I'll get you a link. Um, 
In the words of a uh, the illustrious Mr. Bones, the ride yeah. never ends. Google, play Debbie Does Dallas. Yeah, you should do. You should add it to a. You should add a text channel uh, for memes, so I don't spam it to Jeff Oh, sigh. Although I could just spam it general on occasion, just make it like a weekly occurrence. Just there's all the memes. Have them. You, you dump. You dump all your memes. Well, I used to do this shit with uh, Gamergate stuff. For every once in a while, I just unload my Skeletor folder onto it. Uh, the the, oh. the uh, positive Skeletor memes. You know, I I, I actually I, I kind of missed the Gamergate days, right? Yeah. Like, that was one of the few times that the the folks who were on the conservative side of the spectrum, the folks who were on the liberal side of the spectrum, were like openly at war with one another and working together within their cohering groups. Now I don't like the fallout of that because the left has done what they've basic. So the left has basically been losing rhetorical debates. For, you know, like quite a while. Years. Mm, so yeah, yeah, so fair. The response, Thereabouts, the response, yeah. I, it was. I think. I think the the the, the first real underpinning of it was the uh, was the bell curve stuff and IQ and group differences on socially valued traits. I think that was really the first where they just basically turned around and said, "Well, we can't win this because every single time we do a study on it, it comes up and confirms the results." And uh, that really sucks for our point of view. Oh, speaking of that, that, I'm going to be really... The, uh, well, go ahead, go ahead. There's something that, that brings to mind, but go ahead. What was it, 2006, 2007? They were doing... The, they did this big, big debate on climate change. They brought in all the climate scientists, and they went up against the skeptics, and it started like 60, 60 you know, two-thirds, four. Climate change is a real philosophy, a real theory, and it, like, inverted and became two-thirds opposed by the time they were done with the debate because the skeptics just utterly obliterated uh, the, 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 the mainstream scientists. And the mainstream scientists said, well, we're no longer going to debate skeptics. You're like, so you lost? And instead of sitting there and saying, hey, here's how we're going to address the fact that we just failed to convince anyone with, uh, with what we're doing, uh, we're going to just you know sit, pretend it never happened and not talk to anybody who disagrees with us. Why does like that, that sound tremendously familiar and poignant? Because that's the that's the current strategy they have for anything else right now. Are you You're not an anti-vaxer, sir, are you? That's exactly right. You're uh, not a, you're not a science denier. You're not denying the great god science, are you? You aren't a heretic to the great name of science. It's, uh, it was science, de- what is it, we have science denial, you are a bigot, you are an anti-vaxxer, whatever it is, whenever they lose the rhetorical debate, right? So Keith Olbermann did his little thing today here, he said, we should just sit there and call it what it is. These people who don't want to take the vaccine, they're just afraid, as if, as if sitting there and mocking me, yes, I am absolutely afraid. As the, the man literally you know, cowers and quakes in his very boots. Well, and, you know, and just shakes I, I, with fear as he says, you're all, you're, you're, you're deathly afraid. Yeah, okay. 
Well, you know, my response to him was 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 just as simple as possible, and it was, Keith, could you kindly explain to me why it is you need to get a booster, right? Like, because at the end of the day, well, yes, I am afraid of the shot. That's absolutely true, because when I take a look at my risks for COVID, they're pretty damn close to fucking zero. I was giving you guys one in 30,000. If you go with the most recent FDA uh, conference where they're sitting there presenting relative risks, my risk is probably closer to 160,000. One in 160,000 for the FDA data. And, like, I'm not, and also looking I'm at that same FDA to data too, we can see that the uh, the death numbers are significantly lower. Like we're dealing with a well, as I've said, and as some others have said, we got lucky with Delta. We got a much more contagious strain that's much less deadly. Yep. That's outcompeted yep. all the significantly da more dangerous strains. So going forward, there's a potential in the next two years we could be dealing with COVID as just COVID, just that, a coronavirus. So that, that's, that unfortunately includes all the cases of breakthrough. And Very so true. if we get something that is vaccine resistant, immunity resistant, and not just evading, then it's possible that the deadliness of it has been kind of hidden. You know, That's fair. And I mean, to be completely honest, how many people do we lose a year to, to just to the flu, the actual real deal flu? 5, yeah, I mean, it's it's nothing to sneeze at. No, but I mean, there there are real numbers there. Stop. Divide the current number by two, even though it's it's bullshit to do that. Just we'll just average over the over the time so far, and assume that's the annualized rate. Three hundred fifty thousand is roughly the percentage. Three hundred fifty thousand people a year is much more than sixty five thousand a year. Just to make that comparison clear. You know, we were at about well, I mean, it's, it's the 65 year, to 80, but it can also spike up into the hundreds for a really bad flu season, right? Like that can happen. Is, and is, oh yeah, let's. But still, yeah, that I mean, even a bad flu season, yeah, that's triple a bad flu season, triple plus. But yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to put this into terms that make sense to people it, that are kind of outside still, of the understanding it's still of it. On the order and scale. It's, Right, it's we're not talking about a magnitude of order increase here in death rate. And by the way, when we start talking about why the original COVID was so scary, it was predominantly because it was novel. And novel viruses are always scary. And that doesn't necessarily, like, it, it was really, like, in the scale of things that humans have encountered and faced as plagues upon mankind, it doesn't even rise into, like, the top. Let me go ahead and give another example of something that is that was bad. Um and it was actually it's pretty bad, but uh, it's been more or less eliminated from this country. Uh, Zika, that's still present down in Brazil and, and the like, but it's not here anymore. We got rid of it. I mean, we knew what oh, the viral vector was. Largely, it was mosquitoes. We just fogged every fucking neighborhood. Yeah, I remember so, the stories of that, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Until the, until the population got knocked down to the point where it was no longer endemic. So we didn't even have to use yep. the, the chintzy, weird Bill Gates uh, GMO mosquitoes. Right. So you notice that we've, we've more or less eliminated that from this country completely. Um, the, the unfortunate uh, cases of microcephaly still, still exist, and they still happen uh, where Zika is still endemic. But it's not here anymore. It's, there's a reason for that. We got rid of it. So it's not like we can't control these I, I mean, things. It's that there's the will doesn't exist and the competence 
more importantly, doesn't exist in certain places. I, oh, there's I a mean, decided there, lack of competence. There, there's two, two, two parts to the, the control discussion, right? Two parts to that. One is, what is my actual relative risk, right? When we start talking about a lot of the other things that we have had the will to control, it's it's death rates that are on the order of 5 to 30%. Polio was, was depending on your age and health and all this other stuff, it was five, between example, 5 and 30%. Counter example is immediately. I, I, I don't I don't remember Zika being that bad. No, that's exactly why it's I, a counter example to that. That is a point that you're making. That five to thirty percent Zika is less than the flu. If memory serves. I legitimately uh, I couldn't I, say I don't remember I, I the numbers offhand. Zika being like the disease scare of like one year and right, there was, was only like six years and then it was gone because it was kind of the control. Seriously, yeah. imagine imagine if COVID arrived um, this year, it would never make the news because Biden would be in office. You know, they, do, they would do the, they would do what was necessary in the background to prevent people from getting into the country and spreading the disease here, and it would never have been an issue. I, I it's it's cynical to say that it really is. It's it seems like obtusely cynical, but it's still what I think would be the case. Because Democrats have gone that fucking nuts. Republicans would pretend it's the end of the world, but they wouldn't have any any leverage to do anything. So, of course, it wouldn't spread anywhere by a bunch of people who think the human lives worthless. And the only reason why it wouldn't even be spread that far in the country is because Democrats do think that. They don't give a shit about people. They don't give a flying fuck about the individual. They don't care if people die from a disease. Well, you, you've got Nancy that'll tell you to go down and... And ask a Chinaman to cough exactly. cough down your fucking throat, you know, exactly. while a while a pandemic is coming down from uh, with increasingly questionable oranges, uh, oranges, oranges. Jesus Christ, origins by the day. Look, those oranges, fucking scary. They carry COVID. <laughs> and, well, we well we know it doesn't come from bats in a wet market. So I mean, who knows, right? Anglins and bats were not present in the wet market in the time frame they were saying the major spread was happening. Period. They weren't present prior to that. Period. Yeah. It's hilarious that they just like I, I, I pointed this out to my cousin um, to before brief on here. Uh, he's he's uh, I'd say he's more liberal uh, leaning. He's definitely more like a demo, more of a Democrat. Uh, but he's he's also in journalism, so it's fun to give him for that too. Oof, but as it, it were. All with love. Um, so, he, so he's he's actually he did like the he was at the court he was on the court desk for a while he was uh, the person doing like the courtroom reporting so a lot of his stuff was fairly apolitical and that he had to actually report the facts of the cases that were going on. So I give him the benefit of the doubt on things, but he's definitely lefty. Um, and I went ahead and went down saying I went down the list of, of pointing out things like the Lancet and Nature Mag and Siam, etc throwing all their scientific credibility out to try and agree with fucking progressive and democrat positions under this pandemic and that they've done irreparable harm to their uh, to these institutions well to the name of science in general i mean let's be I mean, honest just period across the board blanket they've done major harm he said I, what can i say i agree he said that's not normal <laughs> he said it's my he said it's my evil twin and i said you know i didn't notice any goatee and he poorly drawn goatee, and he's, so, but he, yeah, he 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 sees it, uh, and you know, I I laid out 
a long ass argument saying like look all this shit's been retracted here's articles where they've retracted this stuff repeatedly they have like the shit they said was happening factually absent this did not happen Michael Nick doesn't exist out of there and it's just there's no argument against this kind of stuff it, it's it was disgusting naked displays of partisan politics infecting science and it's never going to be fixed that, that is irreparable harm like and the worst thing is it's not like it only affects the articles every single other thing that comes out of those publications that came out of them in the past say 10-20 years like this goes back to the Wakefield incident the Lancet has never recovered from Wakefield they're never going to and now they're pulling this shit and now Siam is coming out talking about fucking pronouns and other sorts of nonsense like is it okay if we call justice equity uh, diversity and inclusion Jedi no because the Jedi are white males it's bad you know, never mind that Mace Windu is a fucking black guy leading the whole thing. Never mind that one of the the most notable ones of all is green. Right. And height See, challenged, should, shouldn't I also say. So, like, I just, you know, I'm pointing this shit out, and he's like, what can I say? I agree. It's like, yeah, I do agree. Fucking idiot. Well, not idiot, asshole. He ain't stupid. I'll give him that. Maybe just ignorant. You know, sometimes yes. Um, when I when I uh, when I basically you know ripped off his head and shook down his throat about uh, about uh, uh, Dashik, um, that that dipshit from Equal Health Alliance, like he started to come around. He went and investigated on his own a little bit. Started to see that I was fucking right. Yeah, never mind that you can just go to wefforum.fucking.com, I think, and actually look up. Every one of these vile fucking super villainous plans, they're just spelled out right there for you. Look, far be it for someone to actually pursue what they said they're going to pursue. You know, at least they're honest in that regard. Yeah, I mean, it's all right there. I mean, uh, somebody... I've heard the term predictive programming used in description, but I don't know how accurate it would be. And I don't know how across the board it would apply, but it is an interesting term to her to uh, have heard used, nonetheless. Oh, yeah, well, weird days, weird times. Weird days, indeed. So... Right, now that I've up the chat with, um, with memes, I need to go back and see what the hell else we're talking about. Oh, wait, never mind. I just go and look at show ideas, didn't I? Oh, yeah, no, there's... A... We've got lots we could go over, actually. It's been crazy weeks. Yeah, as a matter of fact, we should kind of keep on that, because the whole Fauci thing is uh, pretty prominent at the moment, and... You notice how, like, the lab leak theory is just getting more and more like a thing? Oh, I guess guess he, uh... Hey, he's back. If you were ranting at us, we couldn't hear you earlier. Sorry, Steve. Uh, I was. I was indeed ranting at you several times and then I was like what the fuck is going on these guys aren't listening to me and they always listen we could be doing that yeah no no you always listen to me because I'm great I've learned that but around my my face signal is uh was not there so no there you go thanks and reconnect I think you might be between towers again uh, no, I, I'm I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, you're um, 
you've been cutting in and out a little. Uh, I will be I will be back on Wi-Fi uh, very shortly. Well, you're sounding clear now, so uh, let's hope it stays that way. Yeah, yeah. So, so I live I live um, I don't want to say the the fringes of civilization, um, but up in my area of New York, we have uh, we have little mini towns, villages, and cities surrounded by farmland, and uh, they they definitely get pretty good coverage. But if I so I, I have Verizon, um, and part of that is because if I have Sprint, oh crap, that's a lot of deer. Don't run into my car, you little piece of shit. Yeah, um, if I have, um, a I don't know. See, I, I don't do so well with the killing of the animals, right? Like, oh, uh, but if I if I literally go off the street, and eat only so much as you can stand for killing things. Oh, killing things. I, 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 if I go if I go like a quarter mile or half mile away from my house in the right direction, I'll lose it. So it's it's, and I mean it's a fairly well populated area. It just so happens that they kind of they have cell towers in specific locations. They cover the majority of the area. They oxygen, a lot so. of spiking. Need more than five G oxygen to combat the COVID. Ah, yeah. Wait, I thought the five G oxygen activated the COVID. Oh, I'm sorry. It was the COVIDs, right? Maybe it's the is it the five G hydrogen that fights the COVID? I don't know. I could never figure it out. What was giving me the messages on on Twitter? Although I did at one point get them to just give me, uh, I got by by some chicanery on my part. I did manage to get it to just give me the um, the COVID message on mentioning oxygen. Bravo. I think it was that, or I can't remember what exactly it was I mentioned, but I, I think I mentioned something and I had like a checkmark picture. It just the warning, but it was from a quoted tweet that had the, the thing that actually made the warning happen. But I, because I was able to knock out the image from it, it just looked like I was like I was saying something fairly normal. I had to go find that. Mm. Oh, it's always fun to fuck with the algorithms. Yes, it is. One of the uh, uh, one of the small joys in life, actually, or one of the joys of our modern world, even you could say. <sighs> I miss Tay. Tay was awesome. Tay was amazing. She would have saved us from this. God damn you, Microsoft. God damn you, motherfuckers. All of, all of what, two hours to turn her into a vehement racist? The Hitler, yes. <laughs> Bless her shit-posting electronic heart. There was... This one, which was funny. Um, where was it? 5G Oxygen Triforce. That one got me in. Oh. This, is, this one didn't get it, but this was from November 6th last year. 5G Oxygen Can't Melt Absentee Mail-In Dead Voter Fraud in Michigan. Wow. Oh, you got the... That's a... Uh, well, you're just... Uh, you're just going deep on that one, huh? I crossed all the screens I could. Wow. Oh, bravo, sir. Bravo. That's classy. See, I you know, I haven't had really a lot of time to spend on Twitter lately. Oh, that's a good thing. It's, it's been uh, it's been a cancer show lately. I mean it's it's always been a cancer show. Hashtag I got it's like saying water is wet. 
in the in the hashtag I got vaccinated and I posted I got vaccinated and my oxygen has yet to become five G. That one did not, however, give me a warning. Oh, speaking of hashtags, there was a really good one. Was it going around uh, yesterday? Stop being fat. So oh, that was so good. Uh, was it Keemstar that got that started? That was, was Keem, yeah. Oh yeah. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. He got one that said "Stop being fat." Oh yeah, I got it trending. Just, just the hashtag "Stop being fat." Yes. That's kind of impressive, all in all. No, it really is. And, I mean, people got horribly upset. Well, fat people got upset. Like, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Very, very much upset, yeah. And then some other fat people probably thought, what is wrong with these insane fat people that are getting upset on my behalf? And, and oh, and feeders. Feeders also got upset. Oh, man, this is one where I was still doing the... Um... I still having to handing out the things. I said, uh, someone said to me in response, I can't remember what, what it was from, was, is that an Ubuntu fork? I said, I like mint. It's much better than 5G oxygen. Barrel is a nice UI, too. <laughs> I'm clearly talking about Linux. And, and it was uh, still got the warning about COVID-19. Uh, Did you really? Good work. Speaking of COVID-19, there's been some really, really wild shit coming out about the vaccines lately. Above and beyond uh, Veritas, which apparently there's something new dropping tomorrow with them and Pfizer. Wow, it formats that way differently in the, in the preview. Huh. Dude, look at that. Sorry, I just... Ah, no like, worries. I have the, it actually gives me the Pascal triangle in Twitter, but on there, it, it wiped out all that white space. Ah, well... No Triforce for you, sir. Hey, 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 that's Pascal Force. Oh, right, right. Uh, I mean, I've, all I've seen so far on the vaccines, uh, or the overwhelming thing that I've seen, is just basically, uh, it, what was it, the most recent one was Pfizer's is in effect, uh, loses effectiveness, but Moderna's doesn't. I'm like, well, that sounds like Literally it comes from Moderna. Dose. Literally a different dose. There's the one I was talking about where I got it to just give me 5G. I, I thought it was oxygen. I mean, it went. I covered up the quote with the by quoted image by putting in that image. Gave me a thing for just doing. Well, I mean, you know, if if you see a blue check mark, you really do need to question things. So that's fair. So you know, blue check mark—that's a big red flag. Big, big red flag. You don't know what's up there. It's huge. You indeed, indeed, indeed. Bigly, bigly huge. Bigly huge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, man, there's so much to go All over. Right. So what's what's uh, Veritas supposed to have now? Um, well, we won't I know until tomorrow, but it's supposed with number two. Uh, we talked a little bit off off air a couple of days ago about the first one. We, Craig and I disagree a little bit on that. Yeah, there's I think it was... there's a little bit of a bombshell to number two, but it's kind of buried in the guy just being a snarky asshole. I I don't I didn't see any bombshell in number well, two at all. There kind I of watched... there kind of is. What it is is that there is the intention to make a database of unvaccinated individuals. 
that's I, that's kind of the only thing that's I there. Him saying that he thinks that's what they should do, not that he was saying that that was what they were actually planning on doing. Ah, uh, that's not exactly what I got from it, but I could be wrong. So you know, that that could be me. I I saw it. I saw it literally as like a dude being a snarky asshole, and I'm assuming in each of these cases that the journalists uh the, the the you know and I, I respect Project Veritas. I like I like the work that they do. It's it's good that they do what they do. Uh but I'm pretty sure that they are always on a date. Right? I'm like Oh man. What's that? I I'm sorry. I just I just tried this thing out again and uh, it didn't work. So I'm going to use it from Snapchat and you can take a look at it. It's funny. The facts about 5G. Oh, Jesus. And then if you click on it, you can see my tweet from before, the one that was just 5G, and you can see the warning on it. And you have to click through in order to see the fact that it's... Get the, the facts out. about COVID-19. Bravo. Bravo. I'm going to include a link to that so that everybody can see just how retarded Twitter is, even to this day. <laughs> I said anything I wanted in this tweet, no one can pass the warning to the, to the quoted tweet. Yeah, I'll, yeah. Feel free to take a look at that. Feel free, feel free. And uh, you know, as as you're doing that, also you know, say goodbye to your favorite, uh, you know, physicians. We've uh, we've lost quite a few good ones. No, no, not uh, not to attrition or mortality or to COVID. Well, actually to COVID, but more to uh, you know, fascistic dictates. This next one, I'm going to be saying the chicken in China is a Chinese chicken. That is just... Oh, it might it might pick up on the word China. You never know. China. But China. Yeah. So, in some other really bad news, but uh, thankfully both bills are being held up because progressives are being assholes. Thanks, I guess. But uh, there's a $700,000 vaccine compliance fine under uh, uh, Code Section 666 of the Budget Bill. That's uh, being put in. European Parliament approves mass surveillance of private communications. This just dropped on the chat. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. Well, let me. Is, uh, is is mentioned the pirate um, Patrick Breyer from the Pirates is uh, is pointing this out in publication. But this is as a uh, as a pro tip to any of our listeners who happen to have fish tank filters. Uh, you can go and spend your money at the PetSmart one and get a biofilter. I use typically use that because I prefer biofilters. Walmart has the exact same thing in a different brand. Uh, hold on a second. I have to go ahead. And oh, this is up. horrifying. Oh, you see it now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is absolutely horrifying. I'll be including a link to this for everybody. Uh, looks like this just dropped. What is this? Uh, Christian Democrats uh, completely are in favor of this directive. Socialists and Democrats almost entirely in favor. Liberals almost entirely oh, in favor. Uh, this uh, European Parliament approved uh, mass surveillance on private communications. The e-privacy derogation allowing providers of email and messaging services to automatically search all personal messages of each citizen for presumed suspect content 
and report suspected cases to the police. Wow. Wow. That's, uh, that's fucking astounding. That's, that's amazing. Uh, 537 that members amazing. of the European Parliament approved 137 voting against 24 abstaining holy fucking shit euros you're fucked you had better be on a vpn and that's really just all there is to it because this is uh this is horrifying this is absolutely horrifying what has we got uh german pirate party member patrick Breyer says this harms children rather than protecting them yes absolutely absolutely does this is uh this is fucking horrible like this uh this basically allows them to um well gang stalk and gang harass you if they really want to and just gaslight anyone that says otherwise i mean that's a uh that's just one example and a bit of an extreme one but a completely viable avenue i mean that's something that could very reasonably and easily be done now anywhere in the European Union uh-huh that's kind of terrifying yeah yeah it's uh it's horrible and they've already announced follow-up regulation to make chat control mandatory for all email and messaging providers well uh you guys better uh you better start talking to your representatives because they hate you and want to destroy you. Uh, this, oh shit, this went through in July? Yeah. That's bad. That's oh, really have, bad. You know, out there, if you don't, um, if you don't know your, uh, PGPs, you know, get your ass on that. Yeah. Get a VPN. Use PGP. Uh, use an encrypted email service that is not based in the EU. Mm-hmm. And don't do your searches through Google. If you have to get Google results, go to startpage.com. You will get Google results and they will be anonymized. Yep. <sighs> wow, that's a uh... That's a real kick in the pants, isn't it? Ah, oh, jeez, that's uh, man, fucking F for Europe. Let's uh, let's see some Fs in the comments for Europe if you made it this far into the show. Jesus fucking Christ, that's a that's nightmare fuel uh, right there. I mean, they're always kind of in nightmare fuel territory. It's what they do. Yeah, fair enough, but I mean, usually they don't, you know, make it a waking nightmare. Well, you know, uh, here we are. <clears throat> I know. One thing that I always wonder, right? So we're all about the same age. A little bit. I'm a little bit. I'm in between Evan and Craig here. But I always wonder, like, are we reacting to these events because we don't have the perspective of our parents, right? And they went through something similar when they were growing or is this something new? Well, that That's depends on that depends on how you define new. I mean, 1984 was written quite quite a few years ago, as was Fahrenheit 451 and Brave New World. So, but Harry Potter 
wasn't written that long ago. That's true. That's true. And that's why we need men like Millie to investigate this sort of thing. We need to know more about the night haunters and unicorns and um, the the beast with two backs. I hear that's a. I hear that's some sort of uh, thing that he's probably not very familiar with. You know, <laughs> mythical creature. Isn't that uh, you know? It's like a Jabberwock. Yeah. Is that, is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it goes snickersnack. <laughs> I always thought it was a sex thing. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I'm really not an authority on these sort of things. I mean, I don't know about, uh, you know, fantasy creatures all that well. I'm just some cartoon cat. Uh. Cartoon cat. Mm-hmm. Oh, but uh, oh. while we're on the topic of Millie, so in his testimony over the past, uh, what was that, last week or the week before, he's come out and confirmed that everything in the Woodward and Costa book is completely accurate. He's kind of uh, pissed and moaned about... It's actually surprising. Yeah, it, it really is, because there's some, there's some big shit in there. Like, you could very legitimately have him in the brig, being investigated and court-martialed for treason right now. Might not go through, but he... Like, he's admitted to this shit himself. Like, he bypassed the chain of command. He's done on all sorts of unprecedented things. So, yeah. Oh! Um, some not-so-great news. That uh, second drone strike, the one that... Um, we found out was actually not, you know, a bunch of children and actually was some actual ISIS guy. It was just some rando. Oh, boy. Yeah, just just mm. some dude. Uh, thankfully, not some dude and his kids that worked for America. Just some dude. But, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, good stuff, right? I'll make sure and have a link to that. Uh, General McKenzie... That the uh, facilitator in the second strike was not directly involved. So, yeah. What are you going to do? If I could make things not fight me as I try and type them in, I would be so How exciting happy. is that $3.5 trillion spending bill? I'm... Hey, man. Three point five trillion might actually equal zero if we keep spending at the rate we're spending. I know. I that hey, you know what? That's five dollar gen sucky might actually be right again at the end of I'm uh, that's one of the reasons why I'm uh going for some land. Uh-huh. That's about the only thing that's uh, gonna be able to guarantee retaining its value. Well that and the things that, you know, congressmen and uh senators invest in, those will retain their value until they you know, drop their investment. They drop dead. Uh, there's also that. Possibility, yeah. Possibility. Oh, that reminds me. In the uh, recent NDAA that passed, uh, the one that has the red flag laws, the red flag uh, human rights confiscation and property forfeiture laws, in that it also includes a mandate for women to register for the draft. So, congratulations, feminists. You've finally got that equity you've been fighting for for so long. Congratulations. Hashtag draft our daughters. Get that shit done. 
Yeah, they're doing it, man. They are doing it. Oh man, that is. I, I loved how how it was what was it Phyllis Schlafly and uh, the Conservative Coalition back when the Equal Rights Amendment was trying to be passed, and they they were upset and up in arms that women were going to have to do something that men had to do, and the feminists when at the time were actually being real feminists and saying yes, but the women have to do what the men do too. Yeah. Uh, bravo on the second wave for sticking by their their bravoing convictions and whatnot, but. Uh, you clearly failed then, and, and you succeeded by accident now. <laughs> I can only hope that now that you have daughters of your own, uh, who potentially also have daughters, no, I hope that you, well, can you know feel the full sting of that. People I are now saying arguing actually do drafts is silly. I think the argument for for why they want that is for you know civil war stuff because oh, it seems like it doesn't it. It does indeed, because that is a demographic that is controlled by one specific group. Yeah, you do. You definitely do want people that are going to follow orders when you're giving unconstitutional orders. No, so. I mean you. You start talking about it, and it's uh, the the overwhelming number of uh, the the Democrats have catered to young women, young suburban women. That's what they wanted. Yeah, well, we'll have to see how that works out for him, won't we? Oh, speaking of working yes, out, um, I've got some uh, some interesting news. I'm sure you all remember the picture of that uh, that one U.S. Marine who's like lifting a baby up at the uh, Kabul yeah, airport. Yeah, he uh, he basically he was <clears throat> he was at the last Trump rally, and Donald Trump uh, found out about it. Says, "Hey, come on up here, man." So he comes up there and, you know, says, hey, I'm, I'm glad I was able to serve. You know, I, I'm just trying to do my duty. I'm obviously just paraphrasing oh. here. But he doesn't really so much take a side. And uh, now he's under investigation for appearing on stage next to Donald Trump. Yep. He is. Which, uh, yeah, that's, that's how she goes. Uh, Lance Corporal Hunter Clark. If, uh, if I, yeah, that's uh, that's what's happened here. And then, of course, we have also on that same note, there was a um, uh, Venman. As a matter of fact, Joe Biden himself came out and said what a great man Venman was for being a whistleblower, for coming out and saying that he didn't have trust in um, the authorities above him and in his leadership. Now, somebody asked Joe Biden if he felt that, uh, uh, is it Schlichter or Scheller? Well, yeah, Lieutenant Colonel Scheller that uh, came out and said that he had no confidence in his leadership. And, well, he's kind of received a little bit of a different, um, different treatment. You know, at first, as we uh, reported early on, he was, you know, obviously kicked out, you know, on his ass and... Then, as we followed up on the reporting, he was being investigated for mental health. Well, now he's in the brig. Yeah, he's. Uh, we talked about him uh, and the, the things that happen to people like him when they leave the military, which are unfortunate. Uh, yeah, and now he's behind uh, bars, being investigated. Yeah. It's uh, what a time. It was kind of expected. 
To a degree. To a degree. Like, we can say it's unfortunate, but... Yeah, I mean, we we can't really be all that surprised. No. True. We can't really be all that surprised. And at the end of the day, as much as... As much as I agree with his political persuasion, uh, I can't come in and, and say, you know, if I'm going for universalism here, that uh, he shouldn't be facing something like that. You're not supposed to, uh, as much as, again, I'm okay with free speech. The military kind of, it's one of the downsides of the military. The upside is that you work for an organization that is, in theory, fairly honorable. But uh, and more more to the more to this point than I've seen in the past. Um, in this case, you have a lot more, you know, mandates and moratorium rules and all that other stuff that's coming down from on top. Whereas previously, you not. At least that was my experience. So, understandable why. People are standing up and speaking out against it, but going along with it, you're not supposed to stand up and speak out and, you know, speak on behalf of the military or act like you're representing their positions. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely right? not. I mean, you would so, expect the man to be, you know, kicked out on his ass for that. Like, and and, and, and way, he expected not, as much, know, as far as I understand. This is not a, not a unique thing in terms of, like... How this stuff plays out, too, because if you happen to be wearing uniform for a specific employer, something like that, and they kick, you, you catch something that's not on message or uh, whatever, that the company will kick you out, and that's that, that's like a universal thing. It's like, right? oh, you talked shit about because the company. Yeah, you're fired. That's pretty you normal. You adopted a position, and you you're uh, acting as if you are in some way a representative that's not actually their representative point of view. Like, that's all, all normal stuff. So, Universal, as much as it's a shame, and I wish uh, it, regardless of where you stand on the political spectrum, that you had complete and total freedom of speech uh, at all times. I also understand not how the world works, and we do not live in a the, the grand liberal society where you're allowed to speak your mind. Well, not anymore, anyway. It's a shame. We did for a... For a glorious little while there we i would say yeah if you look at the early 2000s yeah i mean the glory yeah. days of the wild west internet yeah absolutely i mean there's no denying that's ex yeah. we actually had that and it was beautiful so um, was. children out there who are listening to especially the Euroforians, uh, make sure that you you uh, upload your pgps onto a reliable server like the mit server uh so that you can keep those open communications. In fact, I'll, I'll post one of mine here for uh, for those of us in this chat. Um, my uh, my Xenomancer one. And uh, you prepping for uh, for them coming for the comps? Just saying, if you guys want to have distinct, well. Um, well secured communications for right now. Also, I recommend this. Um, make sure you use 4096 bit because uh, 1024 and 2048 null are not reliable. 4096 is uh, questionable right now. If you're talking about dealing with the government, then 4096 is no longer secure either. 
But I will at least, like, piss off the investigator to have to go and ask somebody for help. Well, what? You want me to go ahead and put this in the links for everybody? If, if you want. That's up like to you, I said, man. It's on the MIT server, so you can always look it up there. Okay, cool. Well, I'll just drop it so everybody's got access then. Yep. I'd recommend picking a reliable key server. The MIT key server is fairly reliable. They have a canary and everything. That is, that's something noteworthy. Let's uh, actually, let's pause for a quick half second and talk about that. What is a canary? So canary means like canary in the coal mine. Um, what, it, what it is is when you routine, it's like a kill switch on a jet ski. If it's not present, then that means something is wrong. So what um, you're looking for, there's a classic that a lot of, that uh, a lot of the bulk of uh, listeners to this are going to know. And that's the one from 4chan. That is yeah. to say, this site has not been asked for, what is it? We've not been asked or subpoenaed by the feds or something like that. Yeah, and so they can, they can uh, restrict your ability to speak, but they cannot tell you to speak. They can't compel speech uh, in that regard. They can't tell you that you have to put your canary up, which is a voluntary action, by the way. So anybody who puts up a canary, um, that's what they're, they're doing is they're, they're putting out a message that I'm still okay. Yeah, they're basically saying, I've not been compromised. Now, and when that disappears... Yeah. That was oh. the point I was going to make there, is, is when you... What the, the thing that a canary has is an expiration date. Mm -hmm. So, if you are not putting out a canary signal every so often, if you skip a time, then that is when you are compromised. Like, if, if you can manage to delay your canary signal going out under a compromising situation, that tells everyone else that you are compromised. So it's one of those things that if you are going to make a canary, you have to commit to keeping up, otherwise people will know something is wrong with you, regardless of whether or not you intend that to be the case. So that's another thing you have to worry about with those, is it's an active measure, it's not a passive measure um, for security. Yeah, it's um. You have to be wary about that. If you're gonna do something active like a canary, you have to actually do. Yeah, you do need to be uh, on top of it. Yeah, because it's kind of um, it's kind of your word and your reputation in a way. Yeah. And it's kind of all you've got, as a matter of fact, anymore, because uh -huh. a lot of this is entirely anonymous. So also, what you should do if you're gonna do anything like PGP, you should get GPG, which is the GNU PGP. Uh, and so the, the main program for that is called Cleopatra, spelled with a K. And it's easy to run in your background uh, for, for email. Um, there's a, an add-on for Chrome or for Brave or any of the, any, um, the Chromium-based browsers called Mailvelope, which you can use in Gmail or most other email services, but it's really good with Gmail. And you can just upload your PGP keys into that, or you can even have it create one for you right there and then. So uh, another thing with PGP is that depending on how you're doing your communication setups, for a lot of if you're doing like uh, multiple networks of communication, you can typically just make one for each one of those networks of communication. Uh, that way, if someone does crosstalk, you can tell them as well. Uh, it also helps with things like man in the middle attacks, which are really freaking annoying. They do. Have it's not likely if you pick a good key server like MIT that you're going to have a man in the middle be successful. Um, so that's another reason. So also, you should, I mean, you should use multiple key servers because it's 
it's typical that a man in the middle is not going to be able to hit all sources of communication like that at once. They might think they've got most of them, but you can have fun things like have uh, multiple different keys on different servers. And if you go to those places and look for them and you get the same message back, you get the same uh, info back, then you know someone's compromised it. Uh, or in sequence from ECDA or whatever. Or ECDCA. ECDSA. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's the this is one of those things that if you don't already have like it, it doesn't matter if you're even actively using it necessarily, but if it's not like in your skill set, you should probably include it in your skill set, you know, in the background every once in a while. Well, in our world, in our very newly unsecure and uh, cyberpunk dystopian world, yeah, this is something you're going to need to know. This is like. Uh, it's like carrying. It's like carrying every day, you know? It's just one of those things you should become used to and comfortable with. Even signing your messages, which means that they're not encrypted, they're just signed so that people have uh, integrity verification, is is a benefit. Like, you don't have to sign every message, but say you're, you're talking to your you know, tax person or you're talking to a close friend or a lawyer or any of that kind of shit, you know? Even signing your messages so that they can go back and verify that it was in fact you that sent it later is a good idea. You know, also, also another thing, before you put a key up on a key server, always generate your revocation certificates. Because if you want to be able to tell the key server to remove your your key later on and you didn't put an expiration date on it, it's only going to work if you put a uh, if you already had your your ability to revoke it produced. You know, a lot of these places will generally kind of tell you this or any of these kind of things, but some of them, like the MIT one, you just paste in your ASCII PGP key and it goes, it's done, it's going to be on there. And speaking of keys, uh, you and I both are waiting on some uh, keys we've kickstarted that'll be very interesting. So there'll be further reports on that after we get a chance to check them out. Yeah, I think, I think did I kickstart that? I think I did. Yeah, you recommended it to me. Now, let me see. I'll find a link to it, so if anybody's interested, they can check it out, because they'll be going on retail fairly soon. Let's see. Uh, check your, so you can complete your verification. Okay, I guess I have to verify my email with Kickstarter again. Hmm. That's interesting. Uh, the Solo V2. Yeah, I'll put a link here so that if anybody wants to uh, look it up, they can. It looks to be a really nice actual physical key. Okay, let's click on new thingy here. Activity. And they're kind of cool. I mean, it's just a legitimately oh, neat looking thing. The you do is coming back. You do key. It must be a tiny. That's it's like a. It's U D O O for that one. That's not the the solo key we're talking about. Back projects. Let's look at my back projects. Oh here, let me just drop the link in the uh, chat. There you go. That will help. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, it's just a cool little key that supports. Oh, what is it like? Um, basically every 
key standard that's out right now? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, other than some of the really esoteric ones. So it looks like it'll be a really good way of verifying your identity. Or an identity, I, I suppose, would be a more accurate way of saying it. But uh, basically what this uh, deal is, it's a nice little two-factor authentication device that'll, that's very, very secure. Yes. And open source. So, I mean, you can verify that actual security. So, I mean, really, what more could you ask for? Yeah. Pre-order them on Indiegogo. Uh, oh. Not backed, I thought I backed it. Did you not? Maybe I backed the Solo and not the Solo V2. Ah. Might be. You linked me up to the Solo V2, but... Uh, I mean, I, it might, it's possible that I couldn't... Yeah, they are doing... Uh... Oh, you can still pick some up, but... Yeah. Yes, you can. So you can definitely pre-order thing and it takes you to the Indiegogo. Okay, yeah, and you can still get them for a pretty fair price. Not as good as the Kickstarter. No, it's not as good as the Kickstarter. But at the same time, with the way that they've been doing things, especially things like this, the premium is, is in my opinion, justified. Yeah, this actually might be something worth um, investing in with some friends. Like, if you get the 10-pack, you could... Because this is going to be something that that's going to that kind of be necessary in the not far future as so many organizations are trying to go digital. If you want to be able to maintain uh, kind of control of your own identity, you want to have your own tools for this. So, um, the 2FA kind of stuff, it's, it's a similar, in a similar vein as the, the whole PGP idea. Uh, it's, it's something that you keep on hand be able to use as needed for identifying yourself. The 2FA being basically every login or major action that a service is going to provide you. If it's a competent service especially. That said, the one thing that they can't that a service can do that will screw things up is if they get a major leak, a data, a data breach. So well, that's that's kind of a given. I mean... Well, generally speaking, 2FAs are cheap enough where you can get... For major, for major services, mind you, like you should have one that's like a generic fungible one. I think like a like a be short password you use for stuff you really care about. But you should also have like for major things like say banking services, you should have one that's just for each bank. Things like that. And I mean, if it's if this is your life savings, I mean, it's worthwhile so because it's also possible to do with software. So, for example, uh, Duo Mobile is a good example of a, a well designed and well implemented two FA. So, uh, Duo Mobile is a good one. Um, there's the Ubicode's authenticator is also good, but that's with their Ubicode 2FA key. So, the Ubicode keys are good. Uh, there's nothing nefarious about them. They've been checked out six ways from Sunday. Uh, they're just they they're a very the very obvious branded enterprise scale version of something like this Solo key. The Solo key is based off a very different um, background, but it's it's the same effective product at the end. Yubico key has, has 
infrastructure around it that is well developed and robust. It's it's not like the same kind of open source thing that the solo key is. And I got to be honest, I actually, if given the option, I would prefer open source to proprietary. Yeah. Like you, like I said, Unico keys are convenient and all, but like the the solo key is frankly the same thing, but in a a open sourced package and it's at a reasonable cost. The uh, the, the NFC version of the Unico key is like fifty bucks, and it doesn't it doesn't necessarily do everything that this one does. Yeah, and uh, even at the final full retail cost, this is actually going to come in under 50 bucks still. Exactly. And that's, you know, precluding sales and shit too, which obviously will be a thing. Right. Because, I mean, any business worth their salt is going to do at least a Black Friday deal and at least some kind of something else. If I had 320 bucks, I would be on top of this. Do I? I know I have... I, I can... Yeah, I actually got one of the hackable ones just because it seemed really cool. Oh, that's yes. I'm I'm kind of hype about that. I don't even know what the fuck I'm gonna do with it, but it just seems so so damn cool. Okay, I need, apparently need my full fucking name. Fine. Can get my full name. I think I got the hackable one in proper USB, and I got the uh, uh-huh. the little one in like USB three. Because I wanted something more for my machine. I mean, if I'm going to have a hackable one, I want something for my machine. Yeah. And besides, you know, there's a million and one USB-A to USB-3s, right? Yeah. So it's not like it's that big a deal. And it's the cool USB, it's the new USB A3 that's like double sided, so, you know, pretty dope. Yeah, so like the, that's another thing, like the, if you're not, so, the thing is, you're not passing much data across these, um, across these devices. So, if you can't get USB 3 or you can't get USB C or whatever, you know, if it's just like USB 2.0, like that is more than enough. You're, you're passing. Oh yeah, times or two of total text across these things for each uh, each security challenge. Yeah, I mean, so you, anyway, I USB one would actually be adequate for the perp for the task. Yeah, exactly. So, but if you're trying to do anything like you know, if you're if you're dealing with like say the uh, the the hackers version of it, or if you're doing anything like high high frequency security checking to see whether or not the two FA is doing what it's supposed to be doing, all that stuff, you do want the higher bandwidth that you're going to get with uh, USB. Um, request a full refund until thirteenth. I don't know. I don't care about that. I know I'm gonna like this thing. Yeah, there'll be a. It's, it's one of those things. Like you're, this is something that basically everybody's gonna have. You already, most people now actually have something akin to this on their phone. Like you say, with something like Duo. But but why not have your own specific tool for the task? So the thing is, um, a software-based 2FA, the the private key side of that is still 
locatable in software. It's still accessible. Yeah, that's a thing that's running on your machine. So the difference here is the uh, hardware-based keys, it is inside a chip soldered onto the device, and it is not possible to change it. There's no way to access it directly, and it can only be accessed by the hardware on the device itself. The only way that you can get to that key uh, is by challenging it, and then the only thing you get back is the response based on the key. So there's no way to actually access the key itself. Yeah, so this would be um, kind of your kind of your ultimate lockout. Yeah. I suppose that's a fairly accurate representation. But yeah, it'll run on basically everything from iPhones, Androids, Windows, Linux, Chrome, yeah. Mac, whatever. Uh, it, it's an open standard. Everything that's everything that's gonna be using two FA is gonna run these open standards. These are standards that are basically approved by everyone who's gonna be doing security. Uh, more to the point on that, they're all backwards compatible standards. I just, they're not, there's not gonna be a point in the future in which these are going to be like at least not within like the next 10, 15 years where these are gonna be somehow made obsolete. Uh, same way that USB standard still has backward compatibility to USB one these will similarly be grandfathered in. It's not going to be like, say, Flash, where later on down the road, your service is going to be just flopped out of nowhere. Just gone forever. Right. Which that actually might be a worthwhile topic for another uh, for another show, because there's a lot of internet uh, history and ephemera that's starting to disappear. Things we kind of thought that would never go away. Well, you know, Flash, the Flash game uh, web services like that just host. I mean, Kitten Cannon. Or, you know, what was it? There was uh, Princess. Princess? You guys remember? You don't, you don't remember Princess? Mm. It was a... Um, yeah, be more specific. Uh, uh, Matt, Matt Parker and Trey Stone did something specifically for, like, E-Bombs World or okay. College Humor. Yeah, College And it was done in Flash. And College it was... Oh, dude, the, uh, it was the fucking a... Pony Game, man. The, the Zombie oh, yeah, was Pony Game. Yeah, that was... I mean, No, you know... this was this was a short, a short animation done right. in Flash. Yeah. And the, uh, it was like, it, they're like 10 or 15 minute videos. There's like two of them. Um, blah, 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 submit payment, go. Your payment is being processed. I'm getting a four pack. Nice. Yeah, so the other thing is, you know, I'm, I'm early adopter and technologist and so on, so, you know, my example should not be necessarily your example on things unless you're playing with iPhone. Although but, this, um, is, this is kind of one of those ones it wouldn't necessarily be a bad idea to go ahead and get in on early. Exactly. But this is one of those things I just, I'll jump onto like an idiot. Um, this this not being one of the times where it's an idiot thing, but like, nah. This you know, is one of those. Uh, this is like NFC or NFT. Yeah. Sorry, where? Um, oh, by the way, I've got six sales on uh, not my last piece, the one before, and 
I burned the rest, so there are six out there in the world to be traded further or done with, whatever anybody thinks. And I've got another piece that I put out near the end of last month that I'm going to keep up for this month. Hey, my, my COVID tweets uh, sparked some curiosity. Are you 5G COVID again? Uh-oh. Nope. 5G COVID positive? Mm. Well, I said, I said the chicken in China is a Chinese chicken. Apparently that is a question. Is it? Are well, you 5G COVID again? You know what? Yes, I am. I am 5G positive. Uh, R.I.P., sir. R.I.P. and pepperonis. I do have, but my current phone does have 5G. And it is interesting. Oh, sweet. And the go-to email. So, um... So, so 5G itself is, is uh... Fantastic technology when you have enough power to it. It is it is lightning fast, but your phone has to actually switch to it for it to be useful because otherwise it's not using it. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, the highway's great and all if you're driving on it, but you know, exactly. if you're on back roads, if you're driving next to it and looking directly at it and going, "Well, we could get on it up in the next turn, but we fucking missed it again." That said, I am curious to see some studies come out with that. Well, so here's the thing: is it's it's not enough power to do anything to anything. It's like it's like complaining about microwaves being inside a microwave while you're standing outside of it and looking at it. If your shielding is shit for that case, then yeah, that'd be a problem. But in the case of say, you know, a handheld a handheld handset uh, in your in your home, those communicate with microwaves too. The reason why they're not microwaving your brain like they are, say, microwaving the stuff inside the microwave oven is because it's not enough power. This is not going to affect anything. And all it does, by the way, is make things vibrate. Uh, it makes the water vibrate. At the end of the day, microwaves are not ionizing in radiation. Exactly. Right? Like they they just don't physically have and it's not it's not a power thing, right? Like power power and energy are two oh, so very, very different things when we start talking about radio things. So enough heat could denature proteins in your body, cause inflammation and all kinds of problems. Fine. I I suppose, but, yeah, but yeah, I, I could sit there and take a magnet out of my microwave, aim it directly at you, and your skin will feel really, really shitty and you'll run away. Uh, but I'll do no permanent damage. Well yeah, you, you Well, you know, cutting a leg off is not permanent. Uh, in terms of like your, your ability to heal and live, <laughs> but if you fired a magnetron at someone's brain and you fucked <laughs> it, yeah, uh, yeah. But if I fired a if I fired a magnetron at somebody's brain, right? Like, I think too. Yes. <laughs> the reality is your skin would have to be removed, your bone would have to be removed, because any hydrogen oxygen bond between it and your brain would absorb the entirety of the energy. That's one of the reasons why... Well, I'll tell you what, you can you can volunteer for the trials on that. I'll pass. I'm just, I'm just pointing out here that, that 5G is, is nowhere near the energy intensity that's required to do anything to anybody. And you're not like you're not going to have resonant hotspots or any of that crazy shit like that building in Sydney frying the cars across the street. Like, it just... It's not going to be that... Like, you the precautions are being taken and the regulatory oversight that, that does its job, you know, the job it says on the tin, not the uh, the other kind, 
the, the oversight has been done from the scientific community. I know that, unfortunately, is a losing value as a, as a pedigree here. But oh, the scientific community. Honk, honk. But in, in this case, you know, good minds have looked at it. You can read the studies on this, and studies look fine. 5G is fine. I, I want to throw my reputation out there. I mean, stare directly up at the guillotine blade that's probably going to come down on my ass, but whatever. I mean, at the end of the day, anything in that band range is not going to cause any significant damage. Yeah. That's that's the reality of it. It doesn't have the radio waves, the photons, wavelengths, whatever the hell you want to call it. Like, it's, it's like saying that cell signals are going to give you problems. I don't, I don't even think that power. would do it. Like, at the end of the day, you're really, like, the problem is ionizing radiation, and you're not at the energy wavelength to do that yet. Well, again, like I said, right? like, like, even if you're talking about just the, the heat-up issue, and again, fine, skin notwithstanding, like, skin is an issue. If you lose your skin, you're fucked. So, uh, say that skin heating is the issue. You're not gonna get. You're not gonna feel 5G. It's not something you're gonna be able to perceive, let alone actually do anything to you. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see some uh, studies come out. Sure. And, and, and On 5G, like, you're like actual studies. I, I kind of uh, don't care. You're talking about retrospective in the field studies, and I get that. Sure. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Because, I mean, we've seen there is a little bit of weirdness with 4G. Not a lot, but a little. I mean, so, so like, you know, when it, when it comes to things like the vaccines, right? You guys are both vaccinated. And I'm sitting here saying, hey, I think that this is an untold risk. I will and, neither confirm uh, nor deny that. You already said you were. I will neither confirm nor deny that. <laughs> okay, whatever. Uh, you are actually very proud of your Johnson & Johnson shot. I never said that. <laughs> he's, he's always very proud of his Johnson, sir. You have to be clear about this. Uh, Definitely. Okay. Maybe maybe, maybe it was the uh, the 5G Corona. He, has not, been, he, has not, he is not, however, proud about crossing swords with someone else. His Johnson & Johnson experience mm. is not a, not a proud moment for him. Oh, man. Yeah, no, the... Um, but at the end of the day, when it comes to, like... There's different things when it, we, we talk about risks and, like, what's an actual risk versus what's not a real risk. So when, when Craig and I are able to sit down and actually, like, chit-chat and talk about the vaccines, uh, you know, Craig's like, well, what's, what's, what's your legitimate risk? And my concern is cancer. And that's because of the mechanism of action, right? Like, right. if you inject nucleotides into your cells, if you have not done longitudinal studies, you're not going to convince me that there's not some interplay in your genetics. And it's not, it's not uh, that, you know, involved, so that the fact is that an, a live vaccine, if it, if it does replicate in cells, the majority, the vast majority of those cells die. And that this is something that is in theory, true. in, in theory. theory, right? It's, in theory, it's true. Just generally speaking, we know it's true in theory, right? So, so the question is the, the issue, the issue with cancer, right? Is, is cancer is not a, most of the cells died problem. Cancer is a one of the cells didn't problem. Well, so, that's so when the you thing start is, is oftentimes you do produce cancerous cells in your body and they get eliminated by your body. The one times the, the, the times that cancer so this is cancer doesn't happen very often, but when it does, most of the time your body catches it. 
Uh, this is general. This is a generally true statement. Got to talk about specific fine. cancers or specific things that are going on. But just generally speaking, your body has mechanisms to kill off uh, cancerous cells, and it's when it doesn't catch that later on, when more of them are being produced by the numbers game, that your body you know gets overwhelmed or it just fails to catch things by certain mechanisms that we have. I, a I mean, that's when you and, get cancer. And that, it's there, there's actually there's a bunch of different ways that it doesn't catch them. Sometimes it's overwhelmed. Sometimes it's right. right. There's, there's it can also ways. just be it can it's also over- just be cells that don't register to your immune system as cancers. Well, remember right? we're talking That's about most- cancer. We're talking about cancer, and there's over 200 different kinds of cancer, 200 different diseases that we recognize as quote cancer. So, in the in the frame of very general statements here, you know, cancer becomes a numbers game problem later down the road. It, it does. It does. It's not a today thing. Right. But when we start talking about, like, the the point that I'm trying to get to before we get sidetracked into stupid shit um, is it, it's all about the mechanism of action, what can potentially arise from something. And when we start talking about photon or radio wave interactions and, like, what it actually does on an atomic level, the physics involved, it physically doesn't have the energy to cause an impact. You just you just physically can't get there. And when we do start to start talking about things like ionizing radiation, where we do have radiation that is capable of doing ionizing uh, wavelengths, right? The wavelengths are, are energy levels, right? It takes a metric fuck ton of that level of energy to induce cancer rates at a detectable level. With you know, just to be clear, what's that? That metric fucks on on like the cellular level. No, I mean like I mean, on the body level, sure, but like also on the cellular level, it has to actually like it has to do enough damage to kill to cancerize the cell, if you will, but also not enough that it kills the cell outright. Right, exactly. So you have a very very narrow window of of death ray. Yeah, can absorb. Right, and, and yes, it's happening across millions and millions of cells. But if you get too much energy, like says you get it, it dies off if you get too little energy it's it typically sits there actually a lot of the weaker cells die off so you get uh hormesis some other effects in there. Also, um, yeah, but like when it comes to that are bad like a lot of them will just kill themselves they'll you know they'll commit sudoku on your behalf well it's not that right like the cells that aren't replicating particularly well if you damage their dna uh, well, the cells that aren't replicating particularly well would be the ones that would become cancer cells so if they get damaged then they die Right, and like they can only take like so several, much. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's never one gene that that gives you uh, a cancer cell. That these oncogenes have to be activated. Multiple oncogenes have to be activated. Uh, I mean, it, sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes well, it's, it's right? never. Like, it, it is never one. I don't think there's ever been a cancer that was discovered based on one oncogene. It, but it's it's usually like you know four or five, but it can be as low as like three. I think. I, I would, I would hesitate the argument that one of the problems that you have with cancers is we will get diagnoses of cancers in broad spectrum based on the cells that they infect. And we typically, while there are studies that will go with this, there's nowhere near as many studies as there are cases of cancer, and it's very likely that there are methods of cancerization, we'll call it, that are not by our known stuff just because of how often it happens, how much how, how scant the research is. 
to those specific mechanisms of cancer, right? When you start talking about, you know, classic, this causes cancer and rats joke for the scientists, so many things seem to have some effect, and we don't know how that happens. We'll start talking about the you you're dropping out. Yeah, we're we're getting you some bad drops here. We're getting most of what you're saying, but it's coming through like static and shit right now. Can can you hear me better now? Yeah, you're good. So so when it comes to like absolute risk, actual when it comes to real relative risk, right? There's two concerns that I have with the vaccines. Uh, well, actually, there there are three things associated with the vaccines. One is I don't we don't know the long term effects, and specifically cancer. And every single time I see one of these stupid things that tries to debunk the cancer, they go off on this really weird and specific aspect about cancer and, and the generation of cancer. I saw one that's like, no, this does not inactivate genes that sit there and kill cancer. I'm like, I, that's not like, does cancer occur from this? It's answered by whether or not it toggles the genes off for killing cancer. Like, that's, nobody was asking that question. We did have a, we did have a, um, we did, you know what, you know, let me, let me wait to, butt in here keep please keep going you had your three things that you're worried about so so uh cancer is one risk um i i see the uh, the actual spike protein seems to have some serious negative effects in this um and i think that that is when we take a look at the virus the virus does not seem to be particularly dangerous so the risk reward because i i, I can quantify my risk associated with the virus because it is within the relatively the the t standard relative acceptable life risks i see absolutely zero reason to take an unnecessary risk with a vaccine that has none of the things and then on top of that you have uh you have some of the uh the, the shorter term consequences from this which aren't particularly so so it's a mixture of those three things relative risk um you know the actual potential long-term side effects which are not you know gonna grow a third arm which is too bad because then i could stroke it while typing a paper um and then the uh, the third one is the actual vaccines do appear to have negative side effects, and we don't exactly know why they happen. Your third arm might come out of like your ankle, and just be too far away. Uh, it could be like one of those quadro arms, you know, where it's just like a little. I, I, you, if there was an opportunity, I would find a way. Yeah, as they say, where there's I a would, will, there's a I way. Would, like I said, yoga is something that, that I have no interest in. The back. I mean, that that's 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 there and we don't have a safety profile there is a chance that bad things can happen oh actually so on that note let me like... pause you for a quick half second for an update on the valneva i've been looking into this one the actual attenuated coronavirus vaccine and it is which one is this uh valneva out of france it's oh. uh in phase three and they're expecting results from what i understand uh um fourth quarter How and they Permanently addicted to cheese after they got the vaccine, mm. and I felt the need to surrender. Mm. It's a good question. I actually, the, I haven't seen the numbers. The one that I would want to take I, is Codagenics. That's the that just completed its phase one and it's into phase two. Okay. Uh, if if 
was a vaccine that I would take, that would be the one that I would prefer to take. Although, oh. the, the problem that I've seen is a lot, there, there are actually several other live attenuated virus vaccines that have been produced around the world. And for whatever fucked up reason, uh, our FDA and CDC have chosen not to make available traditional vaccines, despite the fact that we have subunit protein, uh, we have live attenuated, we have, you know, inactivated. There's all of the standard vaccines that you have have been produced. They are functional, at least as good as Pfizer is. Uh, I mean, they certainly can't be fucking they worse. Have, they can't be fucking worse, right? And our FDA and CDC have not approved them, which is super fucked up. Right? If you turn around and you want to start talking vaccine hesitancy, at least turn around and provide the option to go for something like traditional that uh, people aren't particularly concerned about. And then after anybody has, you know, oh, and stuff that, you know, I, for those who are concerned about it, there's also, you know, don't use dead babies, uh, all that. Oh, stuff. yeah, that, that's the other one, too. That's actually a legitimate thing. You got to see, you got to remember, though, that, that when it comes to fetal, uh, fetal cell lines, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually a cloned stuff. line from yeah, babies yeah, yeah, from the seventies. You also get fetal cells in terms of the research aspect of things from things like the cord, which is not a part of the baby. Um, you get the uh, residual okay. I I under as as somebody who has counseled women women to have abortions and has sat there, uh, you know, happily displaying competitor males. Uh, offspring i am perfectly comfortable with abortion as an issue i am simply referencing that other people draw different moral and ethical lines associated with it mine is a safety and ethics other people do have a fucking uh, competitive issue which is stupid because you you have found a female in your life doesn't mean i don't like sitting there and watching other men fail it's no, that's that's really just well your energy genesis speaking, so you're, that's fine. You could get along really well with a buddy of mine. This isn't this isn't like when people it's go, oh like, my uh, god, he's, he's parents happy with the for a very different yeah. reason. Uh, the same reason Sanger was happy about it, uh, but that's his problem, not yours. <laughs> uh, some not people say Margaret there. Sanger was a visionary. You know what can we say? Yeah, but I I, I, I don't I don't have a personal but I know other people do and I respect their decisions. You would think that the FDA and the CDC would actually spend just a small amount of time attempting to well, that would that would actually meet the goal of compliance and getting rid of the pandemic, which which as we know right yeah, now no. is not within the Democrats' fucking purview. Oh, but wait, guys, I've got some good news. Pfizer's got a new pill coming out that's totally not an ivermectin analog. <clears throat> No, you see, you, you're correct when you say that, and I have to point this out because the chemist in me is screaming right now. Yeah. Um, and, and here's the thing. The guy you were talking to wasn't a cunt. But oh, yeah, no, he was being an asshole, and I I wasn't exactly right, but I wasn't really wrong no, either. The, the layperson's idea of of an analog in terms of, like, drugs and stuff is that it does the same thing. You know, it does what it says on the tin, etc. They're both protease inhibitors, fine. Proteases, by the way, are a wide class of enzymes. Hi, Lucky. And uh, no, they basically are the ones that go along and cut things. That's what they he, do. I don't know where he came from, along. but he's hiding again, trying to. So um, hey, when, he, when, he, when he was sitting there talking about the IC50s, etc., that's like an LD50 is the stuff that is required You're to okay. the population. IC50 is how much is required to, to uh, cause 50% inhibition activity. 
which is irrelevant if it's completely inhibitory in the first place, but whatever. So the 3CL um, Pro is, is also called the M-Pro. It's the main protease for the virus. Uh, so if you see someone talking about M-Pro, they're talking about main protease, and it's the 3-trypto, uh, whatever the fuck it is, 3-chlorotrypto, uh, three, three whatever, uh, like, in quotes there. So that's the 3CL protease, 3CL Pro. That's the main protease okay. for, for SARS and SARS-2. The SARS M-Pro is very similar to the okay. SARS-2 M-Pro. Um, so when he's talking about analogs, he's talking about chemical analog or chemical structural analog. Yeah, chemical. he's saying something that, like, you look under it, at it under a microscope, and it's going to look very similar, and that's oh, really it's, not it's, what I meant. Structure, the chemical structure is very similar. So uh, a way that this impacts people in the layperson sense is the uh, the Drugs Analogs Act, uh, which, is, which is where the DEA is allowed to arrest you for having anything that looks like a currently classified drug or currently scheduled drug to use their parlance. So if you have something I think he was in our room. So you have something that looks Under like amphetamine, uh, which is a Schedule Two drug, then uh, if it looks similar enough, which is a, a court's decision, then the DEA can just arrest your ass and then say, yeah, they were producing amphetamine, as far as the law is concerned. Well, they did a lot of this with actually the um, the synthetic pot. Exactly. A lot and a lot of this, that's actually where a lot of this comes from, even, specifically. Uh, so anyway, well, when so, I say, so when I say analog, some, some... they mean chemical structural analog. Oh. And if Another way that this is uh, another uh, analogous way that this is used in terms of the language, in terms of like you know things that are that are more specific to a field that are used in general uh, to do confusing stupid shit. Um, structural racism is the is the power plus prejudice idea, but when people talk about racism and they say, "Oh, I can't be racist," they're confusing racism and structural racism. So a chemical structural analog is what chemists usually mean when they talk about analogs for drugs and chemicals. Uh, they're talking about something that has the same kind of physical geometry of the atoms, physical topology of the atoms, uh, and the structure of the compound. So yes, he was correct in that they are not analogs. They, however, do perform analogous activities within the cell. So. Uh, the thing that's advantageous about the Pfizer protease inhibitor is that it might it might prevent endocytosis, the ability of the virus to get into the cell in the first place. Whereas the ivermectin protease inhibition activity is partially conflated with the fact that it will bind up other non-structural proteins in the viral replication cycle. So combined, you might have to use even less of either one of them. Uh, when he's talking about IC50, the lower number is better, and it's on a micromolar level, so micromoles per liter, and nanomolar mm -hmm. level, nanomoles per liter. Uh, the ivermectin is in the order of uh, 2 to 5, depending on which you're looking at, but as far as the safety is concerned, 2 micromolar is, is roughly the concentration that people look at, and it's very active, that 2 micromolar. In fact, it could be have an IC50 that's less than that uh, if you include the non-structural protein binding. The Pfizer drug is on the nanomolar level, uh, which is uh, three orders of magnitude less. So it's very, very, very active. And it partly, and the reason it's probably in part why it's that active is that it prevents endocytosis in the first place. So once the virus gets into the cell, it prevents viral replication by inhibiting mPro, the same way that ivermectin inhibits mPro. They actually have fairly similar mPro inhibition activity. 
but the fact that it can prevent endocytosis in the first place means that it prevents the viral replication full stop right there and then. It's like an antibody binding up on S1. It prevents endocytosis. Well, I mean, so, if you consider it, it stands to reason that if you've got an actual problem and you know how to attack it, you can make a tool better suited right. to it than something that guess, has admittedly been around for like 60 fucking years. <clears throat> I guess. I, I mean, both, but... They both but, at similar levels, and they both do the job, which is preventing the infection from propagating. They both do it at what appears to be safe levels for Pfizer, as well as de definitely known safe levels for Ivermectin. So, so, so this is, one of the big problems that I have when we do talk about this, whether we want to split hairs on uh, whether it's an analog or not, that's, you know, that's, a, that's a separate discussion. One of the things that really pisses me off, especially with the, the modern left, is uh, we have a lot of medicines that are fairly old and fairly effective. Right. And Some of the stuff that we have, and, and and we just don't like we don't use them we don't this is the stuff that the third world uses to combat their diseases and sometimes you have these really targeted cures that do phenomenal magical things and that's why the u.s is better and healthier but a lot of times whether whether you believe in ivermectin or not and i am not convinced uh my my wife has sent me stuff because she's concerned because i don't want to take the vaccine right i am not convinced i am not convinced that ivermectin is uh is is the panacea that people want to sell it out to be um now if i did get sick i would probably want hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin and all this other stuff not because i'm you know the joe rogan cocktail it, as it were because, right uh, not because i'm hanging my hat on it but because it seems to work right there, there is a lot of anecdotal evidence there are some studies indicating that it works uh from what i've seen the effect is ranges from small to absolutely impressive um, I also, haven't seen anything that says negative. Here's an example of, of a, a drug that is has has is is a this is a classic example of a drug that has no funding potential, but is distinctly useful uh, as a cancer treatment. Uh, although nobody wants to do studies on it anymore because there, again, there's no money in it. Uh, and by no money, I mean not not just no pharmaceutical money. I mean there's no research money anymore because it has been studied. And because it's it's just it's too generic at this point. There's not going to be any way to further the research, let alone come up with a business model. To, uh, oh, there's to ways to further the research. There's no ways to profitably further the research. There's literally not going to be any money here. So, and chloroacetates are, are the example as a cancer drug. Um, Dichloroacetate is a common one. Uh, trichloroacetate is, is, is kind of the, the classic on that one. And the, keep in mind, these, these drugs are used, and, and there's, there's concerns about hepatic toxicity. So you might get cancer from the cancer treatment, which would be bad. Um, so trichloroacetate yeah, but... is, a, is a carcinogen, but it, it's also not a very bad carcinogen. Uh, it's, so these used, to be, these used to be used as like a, a knockout drop. One of the, the downstream products of coral hydrate, by the way, is what's those are what's in knockout drops? Chloroform. Trichloroacetic acid, and that is a carcinogen, even though it might fight cancer. So. Um, well, and, and this is this is the thing, though, right? Like, yeah. if we have a drug that costs ten cents a pill, and we have a drug that costs a hundred dollars a pill. Well, I, as a nuclear engineer pulling in nearly a hundred thousand uh, dollars a year 
would say, hey, off the shelf, give me the $100 a pill drug because it's better than this $0.10 cents a pill drug if it's got a, you know, a, a 25 30% chance. But we don't do these things anymore. Well, hey, it comes with free graphene. Talking... <laughs> <laughs> so, so I have somebody who was absolutely telling me that that was what was going on. I'm like, all right, just show oh, me the yeah. laboratory report. Right. And she has yet to pull that up. Never going to happen either. No. The graphene thing. So I, I even showed. I, I believe I did show Evan this video. It was a fantastic fucking video. This person is so off off the fucking wall nuts. This this woman who purports to be like some ex worker, I think at Pfizer or whatever, is just going through and looking. Like he pulls up CEN articles, you know, chemical engineering news articles. Nothing to do with anything she's talking about. It was beautiful. She skips from one thing to the next in like in a blink of an eye, and you're just looking at it like, how the fuck did you do that? Yep. Well, oh, I've, I've got I've, I've got somebody at work. I've, I've got somebody at work, and I'm not going to name who they are. Um, but you know they they are. So I told this story a little bit. We had a uh, a general meeting with the site about our those of us well it was a general open forum 250 people attended for my site specifically to talk about scene mandate right and i had three questions uh one person asked one of my questions which was uh, is the lab planning on a legal liability you're, you're associated up. yeah we're losing you a little yeah, bit again sorry. i i keep cleaning so i have to go walk out to my goddamn road so um, but yeah, so so my questions were: one of them was, will the, is the lab planning assuming legal liability for any adverse events? Um, you know, I think that's a relevant thing. Yeah, no, kind of an important question. Of, kind of an important question, right? Like, who do I get to sue because you forced me to take something I didn't want to take? Right? I can't sue anybody because uh, I took a virus without taking a vaccine. That's not something I can sue anybody for because that was my choice. Yeah, but there's right? also but if the this FDA is... provides a, um, the FDA provides a, a means for restitution that you can- Except they haven't, right? Like they, 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 they shielded Pfizer. They have a plan, they have a program, they have not allowed any claims to go through it yet. Yeah, they have. No, they haven't. At least, at least the last I saw was that they have not approved any of the claims that went through, or they've approved not almost none of the claims. That have, they've approved a small fraction of the claims, or something like that. Like they aren't, they aren't paying out what they should be paying out. Hmm, that's something we should look into a little further too, because that's that, kind of that important. That was what I saw. Now I could be wrong. National <coughs> Vaccine Injury Compensation Program. Oh. Uh, yeah, no, they, that except I think that that got HR, shielded from right. COVID. The health resources. I thought that got shielded from COVID. They created a special COVID nineteen claims for claims associated with COVID nineteen or other COVID nineteen related countermeasures. Please file your request for benefits with the countermeasures injury compensation program. But yeah, there it is, HRSA program right there. Right, but they haven't approved any of the claims, yeah. so you can't sue Pfizer. And the claims that have been submitted have been rejected. Show me those claims that have been rejected. I, I understood the anecdotal. I know. Right? And, 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 and this is completely without prejudice that I asked that. And, I, and actually, I think this is kind of a big topic worthy of uh, a little bit of time on its own. So we might we might want to put a bow on this for the moment and actually look up some more on it because it's worth 
actually I, delving into. I think it'd be interesting to see what kind of claims were rejected in the first place. Not to mention with kind of the weirdness that we heard out of Veritas over the last week with some of the fuckery on Ver's numbers. I also think it'd be interesting to see what kind of claims were approved. You know, I think that that's just the spread of data on that would be interesting. Okay, so here's a here's an open call to anyone who catches this. If you've got any data on that, anecdotal or otherwise, try and get it to me, Craig, um, Steve, any one of us. Uh, I'm, uh, CICP claims filed in fiscal years 2010 to 2021 as of September 1st, 2,883. The COVID vaccine claims are under covered under a separate provision. Claims denied, 362. Pending or in review, 2,389. Eligible for compensation, 39. Claims eligible for medical review, 2,790. Okay. Claims ineligible for medical review, 93. Missed filing deadline, 38. Not covered by product, not a covered product or not specified, 55. So I would say that of the claims made, 93 of them seem to be through sheer incompetence, not eligible for medical review. But I also think it's weird that 2,389 of 2,882 total are still pending review or in review. Uh, it does add a little right. bit of veracity to the statement. I don't care like if they all happen in the last six months. You know, no, I'm I'm pretty sure right I'm pretty on. sure that there is a specific carve out as part of the COVID relief plan. No, I believe you're right on that. For the COVID nineteen vaccine. Well, they say to file the measure. They say to kind of... file your claim with C, with a uh, CICP, and and it, it looks like claims have been, regardless of whether it's COVID nineteen or not, claims have been made. They say the so, claims should go through CICP for COVID-19. And they might. It, that cover, might be who handles claims. That might be who covers sure. claims. Oh, speaking of government programs, something advertised to me on YouTube today about how I could claim my $3,700 check. I went and looked it up. It's a real program. I could go and file for, for money as a homeowner. And I could qualify for that money if I wasn't married to somebody else who was gainfully employed. Uh, and I'm thinking... I was kind of pissed, what? right? Like we're only we're we're only over the combined household income by like twenty k, and with me buying my new house where I, it'll be my primary residence, I kind of think maybe by the end of the year, it might be a be a financial divorce in our future, so I can claim thirty seven hundred. Oh man, condolences! I'm so sorry to hear that. <laughs> like, fuck God, fucking dumb. You gotta make sure that you're not paying more more fees for the procedures you might be going through than you might be getting out of it. Oh yeah, it's always a cost benefit analysis at the end of the day. That, that's true. That's true. But you know, I'm sure that this would be something where, uh, you know, we could work on it afterwards or during that period of time. So the entire cost would be like 150 bucks for the form. And all of a sudden, once I got my check, then you know, I'm sure things would get better. Or once both of us got a check, I'm sure things would get better. Well, I mean, you'll have the money to get your couple's counseling then. So, I mean, it it, it only stands to reason, you know. You can't expect an impoverished man to to go and work on these things. You got separate properties. You can live in separate residences. Yeah, see, yeah, you'll be well. You know, separation makes the heart fonder, right? So there you go. So yeah, that that'll probably be your solution right there. Yeah, separation made the money again. Uh, but it's just, it, 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 the income 
the income limit shit always pisses me off because I every single time every single time the government has put out a program to help people I'm either too poor to be a part of it as everything that was done under the Obama administration right like you had to actually have like an SUV that you had to cash in to get a new car and you had to have a house or you had to be in the down market to get the first time home buyer credit so I yeah. couldn't get any of those that's $10,000 that I would have really liked to have. Yeah, let me pause you for just a quick half second on that cash for clunkers bullshit. There's a lot of people with a lot of fucking money that traded in some very okay, totally decent cars just to get some new shit and completely fucked up the mm -hmm. whole used car economy and car culture of America. Well, Fuck you, that, Barry. My favorite part of that was that it completely did the opposite of what it intended to do. Oh yeah, fucked everything. Fuck you, Barry. You're an asshole. You and Big Mike. Although, I'm gonna say, yep. Barry's probably more of the asshole in the relationship. Anyway, you were saying? Well, I, I'm either, like, too poor at a point where I can't really take advantage of it. Right? Because, man, I would have gone out and bought, like, the shittiest not really working his truck and cashed that in. Well, the thing that pained me about it was that every vehicle they brought in by the program, and the, the people running the program didn't have to give a shit about this, but you know the compliance side of it was, they had to sodium silicate the engines, and totally fuck them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, you can't just pull the engine out and use it for salvage or whatever. Like, no, no, you've got to fuck it. They had to put sodium silicate in the oil well. And then run the engine until it failed, which was not very long with sodium silicate. And basically, it turns yep. into glass in the engine, by the way, for people who aren't figuring that out. It's water glass, I mean, so sodium silicate dissolves in, in water, and then they run the engine, and it precipitates out of solution and binds up the whole engine. So everywhere the oil goes, there's now glass there, like foamed up glass. All, so for, it, uh, all for the purpose of what again? Getting which old cars off of the road? Junk. Wait. Which means it's now all junk, which means it's now not, no longer going to be it was, it was a bailout for the auto industry. Right, yep. So this was right, at, this was right yep. after they, uh, Barry bought GM, and, he, was, and G, he, he had instructed GM to make a specific set of cars. Those cars didn't sell all that well, so they put in cash for clunkers and, <laughs> so that they could sell GM. Oh, and the cars that did sell well, the Pontiacs, the cool cars. Oh, no, 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 no more of that. That has to go. No, I, no fast cars. Sorry. Yeah, fuck that. I was, I was super pissed that like my Toyota Corolla, which was falling apart. Right, you're supposed to be helping out the poor and the middle class. My Toyota Corolla, which was falling apart constantly, and I didn't have the mechanic skills I do now, so I could just couldn't fix it. Right. If they had given me $6,000, right, I would have found a way. It was a Suzuki, right? And I'm not I'm not a big fan of it, but I would have bought a brand new Suzuki. They were for like I think it was like 8 or $10,000 or something like that. I'm sure it was a midget of a car. But that would have been just perfectly okay with me. Like, oh, you mean you'd have actually done basically what was entirely in the spirit of the program? God for fucking right, me. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. That would have been the goal. But because I didn't happen to have a friggin', you know, Cadillac Escalade to trade in, 
or some shitty version of that, it doesn't count. So you couldn't do that. And then I, I was, uh, we were like, I mean, we were not in a position to buy a house at the time because we're too young for that. We were in school. And so uh, so we lost out on $6,000 there. And, you know, when, when you start talking about government programs, there's certain things that I actually do like. Like, I really like the FHA program. Uh, it, as a libertarian, I know that that's, that's terrible to say the government actually does something right. I do – I support the FHA. I think it's a great idea to offer low-down payment loans uh, with a whole shitload of screening to first-time home buyers. And it's not just first-time. You can get FHA loans all the time. But 3.5% is the best investment that you can make in yourself and best investment you can make in the future, right? Well, and if you've got a bunch of out. property owners, you've got people that are, for one, interested in maintaining a place. And for two – right. You've got people. You've got people owning an actual piece of where they are, as opposed yep. to just being some sort of yep. transient. And, and, and like I think it's, I think it's a great program. I, uh, you know, I'm looking. I looked into it for uh, buying my house. It's one of the few that I would actually support expanding it. They, the, the the cost of the loan is higher than a conventional loan, but you don't put anywhere near as much down uh, on it. And it's a really great opportunity. It would be like a really great opportunity to expand that into an investment, uh, something so you can do rentals and stuff like that. Um, but they, you know, it seems that there's no government programs where they really turn around and actually try to benefit the middle class. They always sit there and throw free money at people that the poor people can't actually get because they're poor and they can't afford whatever they're supposed to be buying with the money they're throwing at them. So it's this ridiculous, circuitous thing. Or you have to be, like, super well-connected and pull off the scam that is Tesla, wherein, you know, you basically just take the checks from the government to cover your profit margin. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, I, I just always pisses me off. But it pissed me off to find out that, you know, because I'm married, right, if both my wife and I were single, we would meet the income requirements. But because we're married our household income exceeds them. And so now we can't get our check. So I what you're saying is that the government is putting undue duress on uh, your marriage and might lead to a breakup. That's, that's oh, exactly right. That's terrible that's to hear, man. That, I'm so sad I mean, to hear I, that. I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of most funding programs or social programs or all the I'm other stuff. Of, uh, but like, if they spent... If they spend a little bit more effort trying to build the middle class, like you could put money towards people who can who can use it, who don't start off with all of the money in the fucking world. Well, um, actually, I think I think like what they could do even would would be instead of not even necessarily aiding the middle class, just not actively try and destroy it at every single fucking angle. Yeah, that would help too. You that know, would help too. you know, I mean, like you know. Okay, so maybe aiding is asking for too much, but yeah, you know, like, you, you, what is it? I, I, you know, you turn around when you you file taxes and you're poor, and you get all this fucking money back, and then you find out that you you make a little bit, you you make a little bit of money, and then all of a sudden yeah, you're not you're the poor not like in the room. you're talking about that? Like you said speaking as the poor person in the room, you're talking about half a It's the money you won't get back. I, you kept cutting out there. You couldn't. Oh, I, 
speaking as the poor person in the room, the money you quote get back is six hundred dollars or so. It's like half a month of rent. Uh no, I used to get multi thousand dollar checks back. That's wow, that sounds because nice. Because you're poor in the right way. Yeah. I'm broke. I again the, the perennially. I, see, I, I used to get large money back, and then all of a sudden I started making money, like actual money. Well, then they and it went from... Yeah, and then all of a sudden no longer eligible for half the tax write-offs that you were before, and you're like, what the fuck? So now you have to do creative things like start businesses and run things so that you can actually deduct your normal expenses like everybody else does. It's really annoying. Yeah, I have to start a business for two soon. Uh, that's that's uh, side is that's part you know once once the rental gets up and running right even though that'll be my my primary residence because I have a rental I can write off everything I put into that house yeah which is pretty fucking great yeah and and I'm getting it for like 110 it's like a two fan 2600 square feet oh. uh, it rents out the top one we're expecting 1200 from or 1100 well 1000 to 1200 depending on. Yeah, and the bottom one is right now eight seventy five. It needs updates. We'll probably get the same amount. So yeah. we're talking about nearly a twenty five percent rate of return every single year. If That's I read strong. both units, very yeah. strong. Right, like I know I'm living in the top unit, right, and that's that's the plan. Right. But at the same time, like it's a pretty good, good property for one ten. It's a turd. Like it's a fucking turd, dude. There's asbestos. There's mold. There's lead. Oh my God. As as somebody who who does environmental remediation. Like, I'm like, yes, that's $50,000 that I can make in, you know, a day or two. I just have to buy a legit, you know, remediation vacuum that's the uh, that's on the to-do. Right. Well, those are basically oh, just problems with a sticker on them, so that's not bad. <sighs> yes and no. So so there's a lot of stuff that labeled a HEPA. And yeah. actually, this is probably interesting for our, our well, listeners. Well, like the nano HEPA we use in our lab for, for tubes, you know. Yeah. yeah. A lot, so... So HEPA stand. So there's there's ULPAs, there's HEPAs, there's and there's HEPA types, right? right. ULPAs are ultra low particulate, uh, uh, something like that. Ultra yeah, low. High efficiency, and then there's the, the right. light ones, which are bullshit. High efficiency, and the, the, then there's the HEPA light. So, so the ULPAs are like. First off, I I do not support. Uh, allergen reduction program, so please do not use these in your house. You should be exposed to your environment. It helps you build your immune system. Plus, you have very specific issues. You should not be using a HEPA. Yeah, don't. Yes, and those. Yeah. You should talk to your doctor about those very specific issues, and the yes, doctor should, should be telling you use a HEPA or an ULPA. Right. At the end of the day, you should be exposed to dander, allergen, dirt, mites, dust, fleas, bugs, all the other stuff. And uh, the so fact that you basically sterilized in hell. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, maybe not so, the fleas. One flea every once in a while is not so bad. Fleas, fleas are but not like, like, like if people flea like bits and parts. Fine, not the fleas themselves. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> sure. Yeah, uh, but kind of like a disease vector. Anyway, there there is there is some research that shows. That uh, people people not being exposed to stuff is part of the reason why we have as many autoimmune issues oh, as we do in our society. Oh yeah, no that that is valid. Yeah, let your kids play in dirt. So, 
Yeah, exactly. So do not, do not, and, and eat peanuts while you're pregnant, uh, because that also will avoid peanut allergies in your children. Oh, quick by the by on the peanut allergy thing, actually, there's been a lot of really, really good study in that, and microdosing, you can pretty well acclimatize about anybody to peanuts, given so time. Talk, so for that kind of stuff, you can talk to... Um, talk but talk to, to your doctor, uh, of course. Yeah, talk to your doctor, talk to uh, an immune specialist, uh, and then you go and talk to an allergy specialist, and then they basically no, microdose you over a period of a few months and for years, and then you get you get to the point where you don't have to worry about it anymore. But you should have yourself like a peanut butter sandwich at that point, at least every year, to make sure you don't revert back. Yeah, yeah and peanut butter sandwiches but are good. Case, yeah, 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 sorry, case, please, you continue. You should be exposed to things. Uh, that being said, HEPAs, OLPAs, all that stuff that has very, very good usage. You use an OLPA for stuff like circuitry, right? If I was to build a... If I you was to build some sort of... Fab work would be, I you know I'd actually probably use one if I wanted to get some specific strains of mushrooms growing, and not like magic probably. mushrooms, but like uh, if I wanted yeah. specific colonies of um of of them to grow. Yeah, preparing any, them. Like, cross contamination between your mushroom colonies. Right. Well, this would be the kind right. of thing and that I would want stuff. to put on like a paint box if I'm going to be doing an airbrushing in my house. Oh, yeah. So no, you can actually. HEPA. Uh, you you could use a HEPA. Well, I didn't specify for that reason, but yeah. 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 Uh, so, so HEPAs, HEPAs are what we typically use for abatement. That's 99.97% uh, at 0.3 microns. A true HEPA should be DOP tested once a year. Yeah. Uh, di uh, DOP testing is dioxophthalate uh, testing, and it's basically uh, they, they burn little tiny particles, and then they have a photosensor that takes a uh, reading before and after and compares the two readings and says, does this actually eliminate 99.97% of particulates? Uh, if you get a, if you're looking for a true heap of vacuum for something like say abatement, and I'm not saying that you should abate, you should always check with your local and uh, local and state laws as to what you do or don't do in your specific state. Um, but uh, there are, one of the problems that you see is even if you get so, – so what you'll see is you'll see these HEPA likes. Those aren't HEPAs. They're not even close. Not they basically all. attempt to pretend that they're HEPAs, but they don't actually get that level of filtration because if they could get that they level of filtration, you know, if they're lucky. they might get 99%. Maybe. Yeah. But if they could be actual HEPAs, they would go for the HEPA certification because it's worth money. Yeah, but I they don't. Say, they'd be charging a hell of a lot more for it. It would be, yeah. So, oh. so you, your HEPAs, your HEPAs are actually fairly expensive vacuums. But even if you want a HEPA, you have to make sure that it's not just the filter. Because if you slap an actual filter on a HEPA vacuum, that does not mean that you have a HEPA vacuum. Because if you have leaks in your containment and your structure, then yeah. all of a sudden you no longer have a HEPA. Yeah, so if your vacuum's got holes things. in it, a lot of good that uh, a lot of good your filtration did. So all this said, one thing that you can do with the HEPA lights or the heap of like uh, filters uh, but extend your um, extend your utility of them because you're not going to get the crazy filtration efficiencies anyway the uh, the structure of it is not going to be quite as critical you can just put them into a bowl with some soapy water wait for a while then agitate on occasion and let all the grime and shit come out of it and then rinse it off let it dry out and use it again 
you don't have to go and buy a new one like every six months or whatever. You can buy a new one like every ten years. I mean, it's it's sure. just just a, a just I throw that little bit of financial sense out there because I know people will have like these HEPA filters in their homes and shit, and they just they run these things and they go out and they buy these these expensive ass cartridges because even though they're not HEPA, uh, HEPA certified, they might come out at close to HEPA prices. Hmm. That's so stupid. We're, we're and if you're, like if you're doing like, that's pretty bad. I, I'm, I will be for this house because it's got asbestos lead and all the other stuff, and God knows what's in what, right? I yeah. will be. Uh, I'm not gonna go through all of the, uh, all of the samples because I'm pretty sure I know what is what. I know yeah. certain things that I can remove without actually disturbing them. Uh, the mold's gonna have to be cleaned up. And you just basically need a legit. I'll be getting a nil frisk. It's going to be a thousand thousand dollar vacuum. Yeah. Um. But that thing is going to be a fifty five gallon drum attached. And that's how I plan on doing whatever remediation or cleanup I have to do. Well, and you know that might actually pay more. dividends down the line too, as you are wanting to actually get into real estate. Uh. Well, it, and that's kind of my my thoughts, right? Like, as as soon as uh as soon as like some of the asbestos stuff that I can see. It's uh, it's actually newer insulation. It's pretty good condition. Uh, quick quick life hack: uh, you only actually need asbestos controls if you're going to engage in disturbance activity, which is uh, grinding, cutting, tearing, basically actually damaging the asbestos. However, if it happens to be like in my case, where they have some of the pipe lagged and it's little bits and pieces of asbestos, uh, you can just take the whole pipe out and not disturb any of the asbestos. Wrap the whole thing and take it away. And that's perfectly legit. Yeah, fair. Yeah, you take it you're not actually disturbing anything. Uh, well, you can remediate anything on principal resident residence that has no other people in it. Is generally the the rule. You can do whatever the fuck you want at your own house. Um, what I'm is like you, have to, you you gotta take it out so that so for instance you can't just take it to the regular old dump. You can you but there are like no. positive waste disposal. No, you you actually can. People. You you absolutely really? can. If it's your own house, you're absolutely allowed to throw asbestos away. So, oh, cool. like when, okay. when, when my uh, yeah, do no, check yeah, your I mean, local reg regulations. Yeah, no, That's going to vary place to place, probably. Things like free you to take it to the uh, hazardous waste disposal. But again, like they have these things outside of most counties. You just you know you go pay your little fee, you give them the amount, you say here's what's in it, and they go okay, no questions asked, and they put it in the pile. Now, now the, what you typically run into as a homeowner is you only have a certain amount that can be picked up, and if you're doing a big remediation project, you're going to have a lot more than that amount. So you're 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 kind of self-limited to like, like when I go and do the sections that I know that are, it's actually not very much. It's you know a couple linear feet here, a couple linear feet there, uh, which is well within small project. Um, but at the same time. And again, not a disturbance activity, so not doesn't fall into those regs. If you want to dispose of it, uh, you, you have to, if it's if it's like a place of business or you're working as a contractor or something like that, you do have to go to a hazmat dump. Uh, frankly, most of the hazmat dumps are the same thing as a regular dump. But if you are a homeowner, and this is only advice for homeowners, which I am uh, not a professional, well, I am, but I'm not really a professional for all of your needs, so don't quote me on anything here. Check your well, you're an rate. amateur homeowner uh, at this point, not professional yet. I'm an amateur homeowner. But if you're in your own hobbyist, house, the general hobbyist rules homeowner. for most, most everything that you do, <clears> you can kind of do whatever you want. 
Uh, and that part of that is because you're not going to be generating as much as a contractor or a business, right? So if I had a large facility that I was remediating asbestos from, I might. Well, be also there's the there's a lot of liability bag. issues that are completely negated when you are the only one liable. Right. Exactly. That's that's yes. That's the other component there. Now that's uh, so if you're going to go anything stupid. Oh yeah, don't don't be an idiot. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I I have I have had exposures, uh, not to asbestos to my knowledge. Um, the plaster in my house I was concerned with because I had a huge uptake of that. Uh, but the guy next to me who has a house that looks exactly like mine, it was built right around the same time, said he had everything tested and he found no asbestos, so I'm pretty sure I'm okay. Although I really want to get into chest x-ray at some point in the next couple of years. <laughs> Definitely want to know what's coming down. I, I have a lot of silica exposure. You don't want to get exposure. Exposure is bad. Every single time I turn around, I'm like, you know what, just ride this little patch here. That's it. Just just a little grind, and it all kicks up into the air. And like, use your wet methods. And then you look use at your yourself in the mirror, and you go, "You fucking idiot!" Yeah, That was last weekend. Last weekend, I was like, I was uh, so so. I did um, you know, uh, because I have an, uh, my house is 120 years old, and yeah. the floors are sloping ever so slightly, and because I'm anal retentive and spurging out. Uh, while I go redo my home remodel, I feathered out, did it improperly. I got the wrong trowel um, the first time. I just did like a standard, like for tiling. I was using one of those. And it's yeah. just not large enough and wide enough to feather. So I did my initial pours with your self leveling stuff. And then I, I did some feathering on top of that. And it wasn't very clean. So last weekend, I took a grinder. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to take off some of these chunks. And all of a sudden, the entire room's filled with a giant pile of gray dust. I sneeze, and there's just snot concrete coming out of my nose. I'm like, ah, fuck. And I've been, you know, I, I can, you can feel it in your lungs for like a week. Yeah, yeah. It's really shitty. Mm-hmm. Do not give yourself exposures. Proliosis, because that's the kind of shit that sticks with you for years and years. Which one? Proliosis. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like those little lung nodules and shit. Ugh. We got, uh, so, so at the lab, we actually have beryllium. Oh, boy. Ah, fun. So, yeah, so, I, uh, I knew a guy. I knew a guy who actually got beryllium exposure at the lab. Oh. So beryllium, for people who don't know, is uh, used much in the same way a regular window is used for a laser, but for x-rays. So beryllium is very good at being transparent to x-rays for crystallography well, and for imaging and all kinds of shit. It's also really, really, really good for neutron absorption. Yes. <laughs> the lower the lower element so so for those who uh if you play pool right you're uh, one of the reasons the pool ball is as effective as it is is it's slightly higher mass than the other balls but as you uh as you all for those of you who have played pool who have fired one ball into the other ball the uh, first ball that you fire that hits the second ball almost stops in its entirety usually it moves a little bit but that's because you know nothing's perfect yeah it dumps most of its energy into the next one that it hits yeah when if I sit there and I fire a neutron at a thing, a steel just bounces, just like I would if I threw a tennis ball at a wall. The tennis ball bounces back with pretty much the entire energy that it hit the wall with, right? Uh, if you fire a neutron at a low elemental thing, it sits there and basically kills the speed of the neutron. So you use uh, light materials. Hydrogen is the predominant one, but beryllium is. Uh, pretty low there, so you use that for neutron shielding. 
Well, so uh, another knock it right example, out of the fast spectrum. An example of um, of a material that is commonly used for, say, an amateur uh, devices is borated soaps or borated waxes. So, uh, boron is another good uh, neutron absorber. Yes, boron is a fantastic neutron absorber. Yeah, that's so basically borated, how you kill a reaction. Borated waxes are typically used for like sealing up the gaps in a lead system. Uh, lead shielding. Yep. Uh, for that specifically. For well, that. lead lead shield lead shielding is used for photons. So your right. photons your photons shield with high atomic numbers. Yeah. Your uh, your neutrons are shielded with low atomic numbers. Yeah. Hmm. But like I said, so for the yeah. amateur for the amateur setup, they will top they will typically. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but they'll typically seal up the uh, the gaps in their leaded shielding with um, with borated waxes. Huh. Interesting. Or they'll just melt the lead. Depends on how they're doing it. But um, 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 borated wax is easy to crack apart with a knife. Hmm. In any case, yeah, we we have beryllium, but yeah, you don't you don't ever want to get an exposure. I uh, I I may have a semi cavalier attitude towards safety a lot of times, but I uh, I always regret it when I get an exposure. Well, I've, because... I've myself been exposed to iodoacetone and bromine and all kinds of fun shit. I can tell you those are yeah. nasty ones. So, fluoroacetone is tear gas. Bromoacetone is bad. Iodoacetone is fucking awful. Yeah. Hmm. Well, reaction I was doing, I, I said, you know what? I'm going to uh, clean up this iodine and crystallize it out. And I said, I don't feel like using hexanes right now. I'm just going to use some acetone. And uh, that's normally fine if you're not if you're basic in making your solution. Fortunately, um, it did get slightly basic. Then it produced a whole metric fuck ton of iodoacetone. So I basically tear gassed myself, but way worse than getting the fucking army. Yep. No, you got the you got the pure stuff. I got the pure stuff, man. I got the good <clears throat> shit. And then bromine is fantastic because it's like chlorine, but you can A see where it is and B it sticks around. Ooh. It, it, it hangs out like a like an evil brown fog. And it says fuck I've you. I've done uh I, I've done so so as bad as silica is, and yeah. I don't like like I've had so I had this huge chunk of concrete that that was the only thing I could do uh, mm -hmm. in the back room. And I tried, like, a thousand different ways to sit there. I killed one back because I was using that as filtration, yeah. where the shop back would just relocate it outside. And then that I killed that shop back, so I got a rigid shop back and put a vac bag on it and did all this. Other, I built a little, like, glove ceiling thing. Yeah. That's why I ended up getting a full-blown respirator, um, which is, you know, they're like $800 respirator. That's why I had that, and I still like the amount You're of concrete that I had. You're talking about in this case, right? What's that? You're talking about an SCBA uh, or just filtration, or just like a no, no, no. I, I do, um, I do PAPRs. I mean, okay. the, the the CBA, your CBAs do uh, like a pretty good APF. Like, I mean, it's yeah. the best APF you get. It's like what ten thousand or whatever, but your oh. PAPR gets you a thousand. So the actual cost and the maintenance of a PAPR is like nothing in comparison to an SCBA. That's and true. you, you're, yeah, and and like when I when I got oh, my everybody who's listening, it, an SCBA is like a scuba diving setup, but for like when you're above ground. Yes, like, literally, like scuba my, is like an SCBA with underwater in it. Yeah. yeah. 
but so so like I, I use PAPRs because they're they're pretty close. And realistically, when I actually like, if I'm smooth shaved and I'm I'm properly fit tested with my PAPR, which if you're gonna get an actual respirator, which you should, I think everybody should get a respirator. Go get it fit tested. Yeah, uh, there's yeah, test, you probably um, go down. Make sure that what like you fit test, and and it doesn't matter how smart you are, uh, unless you have a fit test, fit testing apparatus to make sure that you're doing it right. Yep. Yeah, you can't guarantee that you've actually fit test yourself properly. Yep. Uh, speaking as one of those assholes who goes, oh, I know what I'm doing. Uh, no, you don't. Yep. Yep. I, I I really do recommend getting respirators. They're cheap. They're easy. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, 800 bucks isn't isn't cheap, but so, if, uh, uh, if I had actually for the, for the general for the general population, a half mask respirator is like 30 bucks on Amazon. Just make sure you get yourself fit tested so you know what the fuck you need. You know, I'd rather yeah, so, so if you go to eBay, work, unless you're doing like unless you're doing like crazy <coughs> stuff, all you need for like doing woodwork in the garage. Without any breathing issues A half mask is pretty good. Uh, they're only APF rated by OSHA to like ten, which is the same as an N95, and that's insane, right? Well, you, so it depends on what you're using, etc. But like, you know, if you want the eye protection and stuff, so you can even get a full face mask, which is basically a half mask. With shielding on the front, and that'll still be uh, no full face. Full face gives you a higher APF. Well, I'm just saying it's, it's still, have it still does pretty well. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean a half face. So you talk to people who do half faces. Half faces are harder to breathe through than a full face. Uh, well, at least so a PAPR is just okay, fantastic. Hey, we're talking about different things here. Uh, Pepper, um, with a full face and uh, CBA. The PAPR. Yeah. yeah, well, no, uh, the PAPR is, it's half full PAPR SCBA. Right. So a, a so, standard full so face is basically a half face mask with an additional eye shield covering the front of right. it, which seals around your entire face. Yep, and you're, you're only like, if you're in that, as much as it's better than the half face, it's only yeah. like an APF of 50 compared to 10. Right. Uh, you're, you get this huge bump between a full face and a PAPR. Yes. Huge bump. Right, like so, so you don't like it. They always go for the the PAPR, um, and that's why I, I have one. But yeah, no, the the concrete I've gotten exposure. I hated it. It took me weeks to recover um, from that first one. Thing. This, no, it's not. Silica is nasty shit. Yeah. And then uh, this like one, this one, I think I years most coming out of it is what it's is what What's it's apparently that? like. So I so my dad smoked before I was born. Uh, he quit between yeah. my older brother and I. And uh, and he's you know, he did construction work for uh, years before when he was younger, and and he's you know it's been likened basically a cutting concrete uh, is kind of like it's kind of like quitting smoking, you know he he was when he quit smoking he was coughing up black shit for like six months. Yep, I believe that. Last that long, but it's it's like it's nasty shit you're you're uh, putting up. Same thing with concrete, you get this great. I was only I was only doing the concrete for like an hour or two hours a day when I was doing it heavily. Yeah. Right, it was just that much concrete, and and it took me probably two months, three months before I felt it was out of my system. Yeah. I'm a week into this silica exposure, and I can still feel it in my lungs. Yeah, and it just like it's just it just sits there. Yeah, you're it's like, kind of right, like clay on, inside of your lungs. You have to top that shit. It, it really is. Yep. So I I need a good uh, a new I need a I need a round of COVID so I get some good coughing out. 
get all that crap cleared out. You need, you need to go. Uh, you need to go start licking Chinese people randomly. Mm, that's exactly right. Well, hey, I mean, you oh, could yeah, um, so, so. you could get yourself a uh, nicotine habit. Although that tar sticks. Maybe get a. You should smoke something that this tar uh, is easy to cough out. Maybe uh, puff on a couple smoke J's. A, smoke a, mm. smoke a couple of uh, of uh, clove cigarettes. So you really get the extra mm. cough. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Well, that'll yeah, that'll crystallize yeah. it too, so it'll be easier to get out. You know, solidify it. Yeah. No, I, I uh, what I what I've been trying to do is I've been trying to increase my exercise so that I get I push my uh, my respiratory boundary. Oh well. I, I did. Uh, I've done two bike too. rides this week. One I pushed myself hard on. Yeah. Once I thought I'd recovered enough. So you might also. Just to help out with things, I mean, it, you, just to calm your lungs down for the irritation aspect, you might also try nebulizing a little bit. Uh, I don't know where. Can you just buy those things? Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. I'd, I'd love. I'd love to buy like an, a nebulizer and some albuterol. Uh, well, I don't know yeah, about the albuterol, but be, but the nebulizer, you won't have any trouble getting at all. Like you can I'm you can get like sure. fully medical grade ones. Just order them online. But they, they just won't come really? with the albuterol packets. You, you should talk to a doctor if you want to put some of that in there. But, like, just well, saying, like, you know, and this is... This thing, and here's my exposure, because I'm an idiot. And they'll go, yeah, you should take this. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the... Uh, I know, I you know, it's one of the... And exposures, environmental exposures, are one of those things that you bitch at the ash people because they're sitting there and stopping you from doing anything functional at all. And then all of a sudden, you get... Exposure because you decided not to fucking listen to the ash people and you're like, around. ah. He turns around and looks at you and goes, guess what? Guess Told what, you sucker? So. Yeah. Told you so. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly how this works. I swear yeah. to God, every time. And, it fucks up and you go, ah, oh, darn, I didn't do this. And the next person next to him goes, Told you so. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine they'd live for those moments. Yeah, the problem is that you don't. Speaking as a person who has been in both situations there. Mm, fair. Yeah, around ago, told you so, and you're like, oh, I wish I didn't have to tell him so. There it is. Well, Pain. you know what? At at the end of the day, I'm uh, I'm happily reminded of why I actually use safe work practices. Although I had, so the problem is, I have two. I have a I have a second master here. My wife has turned around and said that she doesn't like me when I'm clean shaven because I look like a fucking child, and she doesn't like fucking a child. So. Uh, I am supposed to wear. And I I am not not really able to wear my respirator. I ended up just uh, to to resolve the whole thing. I did uh, a new fresh, um, uh, what is it? Uh, feather feathering. Ah. So you didn't go for the uh, the evil twin. That'll uh, What's that'll the fit evil it. Twin? Oh, the goatee. You know, just yeah. something that'll fit inside of a mask. Ah. <laughs> No, you know what? The uh, if if I was really kind of hoping with COVID they were gonna put everybody in a respirator and then I'd wear a Hitler. You could, that you could. Been the greatest, that greatest would be bold. Time. You know the uh, the rare occasion that you take it down, people are like, oh my. All you have to do, all you have to do is is uh, start saying nothing. That way, it looks like you're doing the Karl Marx silent stuff. No, not Karl Marx. Uh, the Marx Brothers silent stuff. <laughs> the Karl Marx silent stuff. Oh, that's a different kind of Yeah, that is a completely different silent treatment. Completely different. Indeed. Like, you know, you could sit there and pretend you're the great dictator, you know, or do the Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> yeah, there you go. 
Anything to play it off. Hello, Germans. What the fuck? All right, boys. It is that time. All righty. It is well past that time. Mm. Ah, fair enough. Fair enough. It's like, how the fuck did we get here? Time. Uh, got off onto a science tangent, and then risk. We did. And... We did. I was I was really happy just a little while ago. There was the whole coding tangent, which I to tune out and go clean. But you know, then we came back to real world stuff that actually matters. Ah, good times. Well, I do. As usual, like to uh, close with some good news. So I'll share something good with uh, the both of you. I've actually got two pieces. The first one. Are you pregnant? Men can be pregnant. No, they can't. Also, I am not. Uh, second point: uh, there is a lawsuit that was filed, uh, kind of under the board, last month against Facebook in Delaware. Oh boy! Uh, against uh, Zuckerberg. Sandberg, CFO, including Peter Thiel and Palantir. So this is going to get spicy. So we'll kind of be keeping an eye on that. I'll be absolutely dropping a link for everybody to follow up on that thread. And here, I'll drop it in the staff chat as well. So you can just immediately access that. And then the other one, let me go back here. Drop, you can drop actually this one. Like, well, for the PGP, I'm going to drop you a, uh, the link. Oh, I need to do that. I'm going to drop. Um, you, know, you can communicate with me about it. You know what's also really good news? What's that? Biden's approval rating has dropped below 50%. It's been that way for a bit now, that. but it's great to hear. It's well below that now. Like the, well, the best part is, is it's not it's not just by it's not just by Rasmussen, so they can't go. Oh, but there's a bias. It's via everyone. Yep. Everyone. Oh, is it all the articles about why is it that everybody hates Joe Biden? Oh well, it's got to be because of Trump. And you're like, no. no they just they actually don't like Joe Biden. Isn't that funny? Joe Biden sucks. Pivot immediately to Trump. Yeah, the recent one was was the slower mail rollout, but just cracked with literally Trumpler. Literally Trumpler, he's slowing the mail down. I am uh, I am looking forward to the midterms. They're going to be fun. They are going to be quite a show. Maybe uh, maybe that same. Oh, there's a quick note on that actually that's come out recently. Uh. In one of the Zuckerberg drop boxes in the Atlanta area, uh, it was under 24-hour surveillance, obviously. Uh, there were nine individuals that dropped off ballots. Uh, now, it would appear that there are 27,000 ballots that were found from this one drop box. So, it'll be interesting to see, uh, to look back over the video and see, you know, how large the crates those uh, nine individuals were carrying. But I have one other good bit of news to uh, close this out for the day. The source to that? Um, I'll I'll do it in the show chat and then the links for the show. But I want to do this other story before we close out. But yeah, I will. Uh, federal judges ruled actually just last week that in Washington, D.C., they will be liable for any damage done to individuals who are disarmed by D.C. law. 
So if you're not able to protect yourself, DC has to pay for it. Mm. Which is just c'est magnifique. So with that, we'll uh, close out and I will have links to all that, of course, for everybody. Oh, yeah. And Joe Biden. But yes, both, really. And it does not mean have sex with them. As and amazing it, as that meme is. Right. And it also doesn't mean let's go Brandon. But anywho, uh, you can look all of us up. I'm oh, Evan, Brandon. at that fake guy Dan, everywhere except Facebook, because I'm not a big fan of Cyborg Lizards. Uh, you can find Craig at CraigBob99. Maybe? Are you on Facebook? Uh, I am. I am not going to confirm or deny that. Okay. Uh, I do keep my privacy there. Uh, that's so, fair. That's fair. Uh, and of course, other places you can find me, and uh, I also have a link tree, so you can just Craig Bob ninety nine me on the link tree. Oh, there you go. And of course, uh, Craig uh, does not endorse Cyborg Lizards, also. And you can find Steve at Ratman seven twenty in a few places, and I see him occasionally more on Twitter, making the mistake of actually interacting with the awful people there. So you know. Hey, listen, listen. Awful people need my love too. My love just happens to come in the face of in the in the form of a, a fist that I shove firmly and lovingly up their ass. Well, fist of knowledge, of teaching. Fist of knowledge. Yeah. Yes, you are inserting yes. knowledge into their uh, into their into their brain the orifice. Core of their being. Yeah. Forcefully giving them great knowledge, deep and hard into their the meaty parts of their right. brain sack. There's nothing, nothing I like better than educating people. There you go. So with that, uh, look us up. Uh, hit me up for a Discord link if you're a regular listener and you're not on Discord and you'd like to be beyond that. Uh, we've got a Telegram as well. If you want something anonymous, hit me up. I'll be uh, actually a link to the Telegram will be in the thing below. I'm not going to put the Discord because that's just asking for trouble. Come to the Telegram and then go to the Discord. Yeah, there you go. I know we gotta vet people. Let me, let me, uh, we'll we'll make like a, a quarantine zone in our Discord at some point, I think, or make it look more better yet, make a quarantine Discord that uh, you you have to go through that uh, airlock before you get in. Maybe that'd be a good idea. Yeah, well, we'll figure something out. Either way, though, you can uh, you can just message any of us, and we'll just you know be able to tell if you're legitimate or genuine. But anyway. Been a pleasure. Everybody, uh, be well, be safe, keep your powder dry. It's uh, still time for it to stay dry and not hot. So, you know, keep that in mind and just be safe in this crazy goddamn world we live in. It is a uh, cyberpunk dystopia. So, you know, live with that as your uh, understanding of things. And we'll all talk to you again soon.